What's up, everybody? Tonight on Talking About Balls, we have Browns minicamp. We have Denard Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. We also have, are the Browns being targeted by a local gang? More <laughs> at 11. That's amazing. <laughs> I told you we're going to fuck this up. There it is. And then uh, we're also going to talk about the PGA Live Tour merger and what kind of controversy or hypocrisy that brings to the PGA Tour. In the NBA Finals. All that and more tonight on The Stick Up. Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. We are back. It's been two long weeks. We're happy to be back. Well rested. We're ready to go. We're ready to kick some ass here at Redline Radio LLC. I've got everybody here with me, Kyle and Tim. How are you guys doing? Great, man. What's going on? It's been, what, two weeks now? It has been. You know, the weird thing, the worst part about doing a two-week break that we do, which I love, don't get me wrong. Um, I understand why the guys at Steel City Running Lates take a lot of time off. It's nice. Uh, but however... The thing that I noticed is in those two weeks, I feel like I forget everything that happened in sports leading up to when I like I produced the show the night before. So last night when I'm writing everything up, I'm like, is this all that's happened in two weeks? Did I forget something? It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Like everything just leaves my memory. I forget about doing a show. It's, it's nice. It's a little it's, break. I mean, there's stuff that's happened. We're, we're probably not going to talk about it. I mean, it's it's been a weird two weeks in sports, but I mean, stuff's starting to get heated up in the NFL, which is great. Watching some of those cool ass uh, training camp videos kind of get us all excited again and obviously there's you know we got nba finals man tim how are you i'm excellent man i'm a video vixen now he is so for those of you that haven't seen it i'm sure you'll hear more about it later in the episode and we will uh i wish we could cue that video i mean especially that just oof, that could probably be arranged give tim a second but we what we'll do is we'll uh we'll, we'll post the link for it later uh, uh that was an early burp for me i'm happy about that one um but we'll post a link tim was in a music video and he was a video vixen he is he is shirtless, nearly in the buff. He is dancing. He's loving life. Did you did you get oiled up before you did that, man? Did you put some like baby oil all over or what? No, nah, it's natural oil. Natural oil. I love that. I feel like you could have went down a slip and slide with it being dry and still made it to the end. It's amazing. My my favorite thought is that obviously it's a music video, so we saw the finished product. But I'm just thinking about how many takes Tim was like, hang on, I didn't like that take when the girls were rubbing up on him. I bet he was like, Can we do that from the top one more time? Milk that I for all it's thing. worth. I would have done the same shit, dude. No worries. It was uh I did two takes in the in the scene where I come out like dancing and then uh one take with the one scene where I'm taking the guy out to like take it out the guy out the uh... that one that looked good too. You look like you really fucking gave it to him a little bit when you pushed him out of the way. <laughs> it looked like you were really like about to shove him over a fire pit or something. Like you're like, get the fuck out of here. This is my scene. Shout out to Stallion. Uh uh he uh he actually sold that very well. He I, did. No, it was really I, uh, good. I gave I it was my idea to do that. Um, and he, he was with it. He was like, yeah, sounds, that's great. I'm with it. So did you hear like the music in the background playing during the entire thing pretty well, or did you get ba barely hear it and just kind of ablib half the shit you were doing? No, it was all, he, they had a plan. Um, cool. she, she had a plan cause you know, she wanted to be, make sure everything, everybody was like you know, synced up and coordinated. Yeah, yeah. yeah coordinated. Cause that would be kind of weird if Tim's just got to go out there and they're like, all right, dance. And there's no music. And he's like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> I still think Tim could pull it off. I though. think he could too, I but I don't think he'd have that, that much. <laughs> he wouldn't have that much soul behind it. I think he was really feeling it when he Tim's did Tim's got like a whole DJ going on in his head. I'm sure half the time. So he's good. No, it looked great, dude. That was a good video. Like I said, we'll, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later and then we'll, uh, we'll share the link for everybody. Definitely. We'll share the link. Shout out to get... Milan, the artist. 
yeah, we're gonna get some views for this thing. And again, my man Tim is a video vixen now, ladies and gentlemen. So I feel like we should make a video for uh, talking about balls. We could do a, we could do a music video. We'll write up a fun song, and it's just gonna be Tim dancing the whole time. We'll have the words, dance. and Tim just dances. I'll like just be it. sitting there like this. I don't dance. This is about the most you get out of me. I'll bob my head a couple times, maybe. <laughs> I'm very white, very uncoordinated on the dance floor. I he can do. rock a, a karaoke night, but let's not get Got that right. Now. Put a mic in my hand. It's a different story. I'll, you I'll still sing owe all me day. a set. You still owe me a set. It's coming. It's coming. I've been busy. Well, I gotta figure. I gotta write it out. I don't. I'm just gonna go up there and fucking embarrass myself. I want it to be good. You know how I am. I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. It's got to be good. Work the crowd. It's okay. Yeah, I'll just go up there and I'll be like Matt Rife. I'll take my shirt off and then no, that's Burt Kreischer. That's why I look more like anyway. So that's fair. If if uh, Rife took his shirt off, half the ladies in the front row would probably die. I honestly never Facts. heard of that guy until this week. Who told you? Really? About just everybody posting that he was coming to Akron. Oh. I, and I'm a huge stand-up fan. You know are that. You, are you a fan of his Tim comedy person? You are. Are you a fan of his sets? Well, so I haven't really seen any of his sets. But I've seen I've seen some of his stuff on TikTok where he crowd his crowd work. I think his crowd work is phenomenal. Yeah, he's pretty good at crowd um, work if it's a bunch of women and teenagers. But yeah, right. <laughs> That's all I saw. Um, like I I swear I saw his face in like some pictures. Like Dane Cook maybe would like post like a set that he's doing, and Matt Rife would be like his opener. So maybe I've seen him, but I never like like he just did, he just did a, wild and out. He so. just yeah, he's oh, on, okay. well, he was on wild it. and out. They did have a little controversy there. Um, didn't he like reach it crossed and touch what's your face? Um, Tom. Holland's girlfriend, what's her name? Oh, uh, Zendaya. Zendaya, Zendaya, or whatever. Zendaya. He touched her. Yeah, like grabbed he, her face. He like grabbed her face, but yeah. that was, it was oh, that was not no. In this he day was, and age, though, they, they would try to cancel somebody for that. But that's uh, he do. just <laughs> did a he just did a commercial announcing his tour with uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis, uh, in his in a commercial like announcing. Yeah, very. That'd be yeah. cool. If he, is his tour in nineteen ninety? Well, he was making fun of show was. Well, big, that's cause... that's actually the joke of the commercial. They were making oh, fun of it? like, "Dude, where's my oh, car?" And making fun of how old. Back when Ashton Kutcher was exactly. actually popular. Yeah, okay. they was making fair. fun of him. So, it's, I mean, my wife wants to go see him, but so he just came out and just obviously not spent too much time on it. But they released the tickets, and obviously now everyone who bought them up is now reselling them for astronomical prices. Is it already sold out? Oh yeah. Is it? Okay. it they came Jesus. out, and so he came out and said, "Look, don't pay more than a hundred dollars for my tickets because that's all they're worth." First off. I've never heard of this dude, so $100 is already too much money for his tickets. <laughs> Don't even pay 100 I'm going to double him, down on that. I know of him, and $100 for me is a little that's, bit much. Like, $100, yeah. if, I, if I was paying $100, that's for that's for Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That's for Louis C.K. Yeah. Like, that's for the he top He said the $100 the tickets world. are like front row and like VIP. He goes, Don't pay anything more than that, though, is what he's saying. For some, $100 for Matt Wright, you should be his fucking opener. Some of these tickets are going for like resale. Value like five six hundred dollars right now. That's that's fucking nuts, crazy. Dude. That's, like that's at the Akron. That's at the Akron Civic Center. This isn't like downtown, like New York right, City. Right. Like as far as I know, I follow hilarities on social media. I follow their yeah. Facebook, Twitter, everything. I've never even seen this guy come through to a club in yeah. Cleveland, and now he's doing theaters he's, in Akron. He's, he's built himself up through the MTV show, and now all TikTok, and now he's just doing tours. This is why I hate the world, and I hate stand-up comedy <laughs> current because you don't have to earn your chops. You don't anymore. have to earn it. Tim's anymore. out there hustling, doing open mics, killing it. And you got this fucking guy who's got abs in a TikTok, and now he's selling out Akron Civic. Tim should be selling out Akron Civic, you fucks. Support local comedy. Stop going after this fucking pretty boy. And I saw his clips. Not gonna lie, not impressed. I, I saw his clips. His crowd work was was subpar. What I saw, at least, I watched a couple clips. Okay. He's got some good ones in there. He got some good. He got. Some I which, chuckled a little don't bit. Don't get me wrong. If you've made it this far as a comedian, you've probably he's, had some. Good he's material, funnier than Burt Kreischer is. I'll give you that. Which though. that's not saying a whole lot. If I'm <laughs> being honest, I'm not a, I'm not a Burt fan. That's too gimmicky. The machine story was have great you seen when it the, came did, out. Did you see the machines like opening like like when their opening nights, like the premieres, like what he had on the red carpet? No. Like he had he had axe throwing, he had beer pong, he had like yeah, he's uh, white golf. trash. And oh, like, it's it was absolutely that's white the trash. Other thing she was like, he's he's a gimmick. So his thing is like obviously he takes his shirt off and he's 
walking around with the drink all the time and it's supposed to be like everything about him's trashy like that's his thing he's like a little bit of a cleaner cut larry the cable guy and for me it's like it's it, you're either a good stand-up or you're a fucking gimmick that's that's how it is that's how all I you gotta do it. is just be white trash and funny kind of and i could probably do this and it's yeah so it's not that hard if you can just do that take your shirt off tell one good story that all you're right milk for go. the rest of your life because <laughs> the machine story when it first came out was funny and then now that i've heard it a thousand times and he's made it into a movie it's like Imagine any other stand-up comic who's going to take one bit and be like, well, I'm going to milk this for the rest of my fucking life. You don't see that. He got, got paid for it. I take my shirt off all the time, though. You made me want to. No, you're better at it, though. Like, yours is part of the show. Like, he just does it because that's, like, his thing. Like, yeah. you you incorporate it into the show. He I just comes out, and, like, though. everywhere he's at, he just has to take a shirt off because they're like, oh, it's Bert. Like, he threw out the first pitch for the Guardians one night. And what did he do? Took a shirt off because that's his thing. Like, Speaking of first pitch, you see you starting out tomorrow's first pitch? No, Sir Yacht, the guy, and, and for Twitter. the Guardians. Yep. God, what have we come to? <laughs> I'm just all about pissing Justin off. You're literally just these these <laughs> talentless social media stars are are getting popular and, and making money and progressing when people that work hard and actually have talent aren't. Yeah, that's fucked yep. world. First that's pitch. really fucked up. This guy, he shouldn't be. He should be throwing out the first pitch at the fucking Crushers. Mm. No offense to the Crushers, but that's his level. I love the Crushers, but. So that's uh, that's a Sir Yacht first pitch night. You in a great mood to talk about sports now? <laughs> no, you got me riled up. Now I'm all pissed off. Speaking of pissed off, this fucking internet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm let's just, just go. Let's just go into that too. I no. can't even tell. I think the internet's okay. Somebody watching at home. I, I only have it on my phone. I can't actually hear it. I, I feel like I'm, well I feel so like I'm glitching through the matrix right now, but it's fine. But I I came in tonight expecting our internet to be Kim Kardashian with Ray J in that video. Straight up fucked. That's how I'm expecting it. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dave? If you can hear us, because this internet's... Dave said it's good. This internet's choppier than the fucking boat that that kid jumped off of and disappeared in a couple weeks ago. What a fucking dare to take, huh? Idiots. Win, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's my saying. What do you think was going to happen? I'm just curious. Exactly what happened. I think everybody was like, well, we're never going to see him again. He jumps <laughs> off the side of the boat. It's like, it reminds me of South Park. Remember in the movie South Park where they bet Kenny, like you can't light a fire on fire? And, then oh, he dies, yeah. and Cartman's like... Oh, man, they're like, yeah, we're sad, too. He's like, no, I'm happy. I don't have to pay Kenny $20. Like, that's how those kids are. <laughs> they're like, I'll bet you 20 bucks you won't jump off the boat. He jumps, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't have to pay $2,000 says you don't survive. Yeah, I would bet him a, a lot more than that. He's the heart of the ocean now, literally. He's in the ocean. He's hanging out with the Titanic would down that, there. That, would that be Aquaman? Aquaman. He's fish food now, actually. Yeah, he's done for. Don't <laughs> You bastards. You bastards. All right, but let's get right into the show. We actually do have some sports to talk about today. Although today is going to be probably the least amount of sports that we talk about in a good way, though. It's going to be fun. Like, I'm going to do a book review for the first time ever. Wah, wah. Hello, Jessica. Uh, yeah, I read a book from a local guy who is actually a friend of Kyle's, kind of. A, yeah, we bowl together. We're friends. He's been in my house. We play poker buddy. together and stuff. Uh, yeah. Chipper was all about it. Long story short, this guy was writing a book. I don't think Chipper read the book, though. Just, uh, no, Chipper can't read. He's a Pittsburgh fan. Uh, Chipper asked me to read the book for him. I had to go to his house and read it one needs, chapter at a time. He pictures. He had warm milk. I put him to sleep. It was a bedtime story. Uh, warm kitty, <laughs> soft kitty. Little. But initially, he was like, all right, give me your email address. I'll pass it along to David Higgs is the, the author's yep. name. And, and Chipper goes, I'll, I'll pass your email address along. And he'll send you one chapter at a time for you to read and then you can review it on the show before it comes out. So it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And I never got any emails. I never got any, any follow-up. So for me, I was just like, you know, it is what it is. I'll just support and I will buy the book. So I read it, completed it. Uh, I'm going to do the review 
towards the end of the show. So for those of you waiting for that review, if you guys want to log off, jack off a few times, probably about 8.30-ish, I will talk about the book. Um, yeah, Dave had him on uh, Unscripted before, and Chipper didn't watch that either, probably, just like he didn't read the book, because Chipper doesn't know how to support people. I think he um, was on that episode. I know he was. I'm just fucking I'm using all the pictures. <laughs> I just like making fun of Chipper. It's too easy for me. Um, uh, by the way, that's Jess that, uh, Jessica that runs the Women's Health Summit. Oh, okay. Oh. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, but, but nice welcome to, meet to the you. show, Jess. Thank you. Thank Came you in right watching. around the time he told someone to go jack off, so welcome to our show. Yeah. That's for the men's summit. That's the hell of our prostates. <laughs> Got to keep the pipes clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't don't go out with a loaded gun, as they say. So that's what I want everybody to go home and crank it. Is but, that why I do that every morning? That's the yeah. The yeah that's way why. to do it. That's why. Got to empty out the chambers. Um, right into it. The Browns have officially started mini camp. Kicked off yesterday. I think was the first day or, or something like that. Yeah, official official mini camp. Yeah. Um. Minicamp, I don't put a lot of stock into it. It's just fun. It's, it's glorified practice. It's guys getting to know each other. It's building team camaraderie. Um, it's, again, nothing crazy. The one good thing that I'll, I'll say is there has been, it's only been two days, nothing but praise for Deshaun Watson, though. Everyone says he looks the best he's ever looked. Um, honest to God, Daryl Ryder, diehard Browns hater. Who's a local even, Browns writer? Even though he works, he he writes for the Browns. Yes, he is a he works for the Browns or like writes for them exclusively, and he shits on them every opportunity that he gets. Yeah, and anybody, even he came anybody out. Anybody calling you on that can, Tim? Just curious. Yeah. Okay. Tim, Tim just got a call on the James Bond phone. <laughs> <laughs> There's a string attached together. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> so he he wrote and he said, yeah. in my years of covering the Browns, he said, I know it's mini camp. I'm not going to get over ahead of myself, but this is the best a quarterback has ever looked. It's it's and you know what? What's funny to me is that it's going against a defense that we all think and assume is going to be top notch this year. Yes and no. So the other thing too with minicamp is there's not like a pass rush. There's oh, yeah. not things like that. So that I think when you actually have the defensive line going up against the offensive line, you're going to see a lot more pressure. Things yeah. are going to be way different. Um, but when he has all the time in the world to stand back there and, and you know hit guys, I'm sure they have a clock on him. You've got like three or four seconds to get rid of the ball. But in a real game situation, you don't have a clean pocket. You might have to scramble. You may not have three or four seconds to throw the ball. So things are going to change. But just seeing how sharp he looks, he's hitting passes, accuracy is there, yep. getting it over defenders, making smart reads. There was a video where he he's staring straight, looks left, and then cuts his eyes back to, to shift the safety and guys wide open. Like just beautiful work with his eyes. Little things like that are part of quarterbacking mechanics that a lot of people don't take into consideration. They, I think I know um, you're talking about they slowed that they had a camera from like the right side. It, it was literally they, just watching yeah, Deshaun and yeah. he's going through his progressions and he's looking left, looking right, and you see his eyes look over. So the safety kind of bites and then fucking goes right yep, where he, yep. he he bit that safety. So it's it was crazy awesome. how small that's that stuff right there. Like really and that's things people don't really take into consideration. Like um yeah, obviously if a quarterback makes a mistake, people, everyone just blames the quarterback, but it could be something as small as that. It's like he looked the safety off, the safety might have faked, and then the quarterback throws it, gets picked off. But to the quarterback, he's like, I made the right read. I thought that guy jumped. But to the, someone watching home, they're like, what a fucking bomb. Like, yeah, it, yeah. There's there's more to it. It's deeper. I've gone down that rabbit hole before here. So is it too early to get excited a little bit? Or we, I mean, it's, it's, here's my thing is now we, I think the offense this year, we've talked about this. This offense is going to be, built around Watson now. Like yeah. now officially from day one, it's a Watson ran playbook to his strengths. And like the other day, was it yesterday or the day before where he's like, he said, uh, that's exactly <laughs> what he did. <laughs> he said, uh, that, uh, he, what nine out of 10 or, or what eight out of nine, he didn't, he didn't once drop 
the passes weren't dropped. He had no balls at the ground. Yeah. They were right in the receiver's hands. It was amazing. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like just to think about like how, where we came from last year, the year before that at the quarterback position to have this guy who could be the leader of our team in the driver's seat, doing what he has to do. It, it, I'm, I'm excited. I hate to say it, but I'm excited. I mean, you have every right to be. I think Browns fans should go into this year fully excited, fully erect, because oh, I'm if always you, erect, but <laughs> we're making a lot of dick puns today. <laughs> um, but if you if you're a Browns fan, I think the writing is on the wall. I've said this before, I, I and I mean it. If this year is a failure, they're cleaning house. Yeah, you're you're not you don't fire your quarterback, you don't fire your players, but your coaching staff, your front office, more than likely are on the chopping block. They're gone, and that means a full revamp, a full rebuild. Um, new GM, new head coach, new everything, new offense, new defense, et cetera. This is it. So get excited. I yeah. think we should be all in for, this is like a deep playoff run or bust type of season. I think that should be the the baseline for everybody. You shouldn't go in just being like, well, you know, if we win a wild card, that'd be nice. Like just sneak into the playoffs. Like, no, this team needs to win double digit games. They need to be, they need presence. to get to the AFC championship round. I think that's what they, they should no longer like the, the other thing too, is we haven't done the schedule game yet. And I don't really want to anytime soon. We have plenty of time to do it. Um, but when you do the schedule game, the, the thing you look at is you're kind of like, all right, that's an easy win. And then you're like, ah, they're playing this team. All right. That's a loss. But like, we need to be at the point where almost every game should be considered a win. Sure. Not that we're going to project them to go 17 and no, I understand that's not going to happen, but I'm saying we shouldn't look at the Bengals and think that there's some unbeatable loss, monster yeah. or the Ravens. It should be, we're a fucking good team. We can beat these guys. Yeah. Like we should be able to beat these teams. And realistically we, we have, and we should. Yeah. And, and I was going to not to switch same, same topic, but I, I didn't hear, I only caught the end of a story, but what is, is miles Garrett out there kind of chucking grenades at Joe Woods? Have you heard this or heard about this? Uh, it's to an extent. What exactly are you? So I just heard, I think it was yesterday at the end of a show where, um, uh, the the PM show on ninety two three was talking Animal about House or I don't even know what whatever his name is yeah that one dude left but he was talking about a little bit like how Miles out there kind of throwing Joe Woods under the bus a little bit and he thinks it's you know he's coming out talking about how he's best friends with Schwartz and gets along with him so well and he thinks that's kind of a shot at Joe Woods how he felt like he wasn't as successful as he should have been in the offense or the defense that um, Joe Woods was running for him last year. I mean, I, I don't know this. I don't know the exact quotes. I just didn't know if you heard more I, I than did I not. did. I didn't. Okay. Um, the other thing too with it being mini camp is personally, I don't like. I don't live and die by like their quotes. Yeah, like, well, I see yeah. every day they're like, "Oh, Stefanski's going live at the podium," and I'm like, "What? what what's he going to say today?" Yeah, we had a good day of practice. Okay, thanks, coach. Like, what do I care? <laughs> um, as far as someone saying something like that, it could be considered a shot. Like, I, I would definitely look at it as a shot. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that has that has to be the thing. Though. I would definitely say that that he's taking a shot at at Joe Woods, but it also I don't think he is. He's not doing it intentionally. He's not doing it as like a Joe Woods is on the back of his mind. I think it's more so just he's that excited that he has a coach that is taking him under his wing and making him feel valued and utilizing him the way he should be utilized. Mm -hmm. um, I think any player is going to feel that way. That J Jim Schwartz knows what he's doing. He's been in the league a long time. He's been very successful. Yeah. I think what he's doing is he's just doing his job. And he's making these players feel valued, and it's that's how you get the best out of them. Maybe Joe Woods was a shitty coach and a shitty mentor to some of these guys, and that's why we sucked. That's why the defense was miscommunicating. That's why they were missing tackles and they weren't playing. They were taking plays off. Jim Schwartz knows how to correct that kind of shit. Maybe that's exactly what we're watching. I think that's all this is: is we're seeing a good veteran defensive coordinator getting the best out of his players, and especially your most talented one in Miles Garrett. I like it. So. Yeah, I'm excited. We got uh, mini camp. Just number one thing, as I said a couple weeks ago, for rookie camp and all that shit. Stay healthy. Yeah.
don't stay get hurt healthy that's all i care about at this point don't get hurt. um but yeah watson has looked great and again it's something we should be excited about the other thing to take into consideration this year is everybody wants to live and die by the six games deshaun watson played last year mm-hmm. i still have fans my, my or friends my buddies that are jets fans they that's the only ammo they have is they just bring up Deshaun Watson six games. And I, I, I'm very honest with them. And I'm like, is that really all the material you guys have? Like, it's kind of old at this point, because if you really think that's who he is as a quarterback, then you just don't understand football because I'll one up you and I'll rub in your face. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, a shitty season last year. They missed the playoffs. He wasn't very good. Then you guys trade for him. Now you're excited. You got a guy after his worst career year. With so the same I be, players he was throwing yeah, to last year. With a worse offensive line in, in New York and with the same fucking weapons and, and no tight end. Um, but I, I tell him that all the time. I'm like, if we're going to go off of Deshaun's last six games and I can go off of Aaron Rodgers' shitty season, then he's going to suck next year. And then that's when they start coming up with excuses of, oh, he played with a broken thumb last year and wham, they make up the shit. So I think this year with Watson, we get a full offseason with Kevin Stefanski. The offense is completely designed for Deshaun Watson, whereas last year it wasn't. Last year they knew he was getting suspended, so it was designed for Jacoby Brissett. Halfway through, more than halfway through a season, you try to change up your offense entirely to fit a new quarterback, not easy. Again, this is real life. This is not Madden. These guys practice these plays specifically for their offense, and when they have to change it on the fly against other professionals who, by the way, are very good. The, the, the people they're playing against are paid to play that jo- that game also. Um, it's not easy. It's easier said than done. So I don't put a lot of value in those last six games last year. I think, if anything, it was just shake the rust off to Sean, and we're ready to roll this year. And again, be excited, Browns fans. Be excited. There's nothing else you can do. It's We're all in. The, the chips the chips are pushed in the middle of the table or whatever the fuck they say for poker. I don't know. I don't watch that shit. All in. Yeah. All in. <laughs> so we are all in with the Browns. Um, speaking of all in, are they going after another player, a veteran player, a friend of Deshaun Watson, one DeAndre Hopkins or Bernard Hopkins or whatever the fuck Kyle called Bernard him Barian, we, Bernard Hopkins, uh, whatever you called him. I forgot what you said. That is a but, horrible, horrible Photoshop of him. In you like that? That's though. why I picked it. Cause it's so bad. <laughs> he's wearing like Brady Quinn's practice. Jersey he looks like he's like ago. just broke out of prison and he threw a number 10 on his chest and he's running down the street. It's from the longest yard. <laughs> is, is he the cross dresser in the it's, youngest yard? It's when Deshaun gets popped again for getting handies. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to be playing at the prison yard and that's the new, <laughs> that's our new looks, the orange jumpsuits. My God. Um, but yeah, so DeAndre Hopkins, as we talked about a few weeks ago, is officially a free agent as he got released by the uh, Arizona Cardinals. He is free to go wherever he wants, and it kind of seems like nobody wants him. There are more teams coming out saying yeah, it's we're crazy. good. It's crazy. And I'm wondering if that's because of his, what is he asking? I don't know. Well, we came out and said he wanted to get the same deal that OBJ got, which, which is, is a, crazy. Which is a one-year, what, $15 million deal or something up like that? To make up to 20 or something like yeah, that? Like, it's I, absurd. I, OBJ not, does not deserve that money. He, yeah, DeAndre he, Hopkins, I could argue, could deserve it. I would say that he deserves it more than OBJ deserves it. He's not coming off of two ACL repair injuries. You no, know? but DeAndre Hopkins does, has, does have his own share of injury history. Yeah, but it's not over as, the last few years. He misses a lot of games. It's not as bad as coming off no. of two no, knee I agree surgeries. Completely. You would know. Right. Yeah, it's not just I That's mean, it's literally one of those the things. only thing Kyle and OBJ have in common. Yes, and we're both black, so it's okay. I didn't want to be the one to say it cuz I don't <laughs> see color. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh but no, honestly, I I just it's crazy to me. So maybe that's what's it's scaring him off. He's publicly come out and he doesn't have an agent right now, right? No, he does. So that's the other he thing finally I want to talk the other about. One, yeah. So he did. He he has a an agent with Clutch Sports. 
which is based in Cleveland, and his no. agent is based in Cleveland. So everybody and their brother right away was like, like "I going to Cleveland." He's going to Cleveland. Is he's that when the, is that agent. when the ads changed the second he signed yes. with Clutch? That makes sense. Yeah, he signed with the Cleveland agency, and all of a sudden everything went up. And that's the other one. Like there are people. Um, I even saw he's no longer with Redline, but shout out to Don P. He he posted the other day about like, you know, we're on the street. DeAndre Hopkins having dinner in Cleveland, and you know this and that. And I didn't comment on it because I wasn't trying to get into like a discussion. But it's like he has an agent in Cleveland now, so it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like he literally was just getting his agent because yeah. now he's in he's meeting with Tennessee. So I don't really think that the whole being in Cleveland thing meant anything. That's why I didn't get too excited about it. Um, so here's my my biggest question. So let's say we do sign him, and I think I think all roads are pointing to us bringing him in. To an extent, because think about it this way. We don't need him. No, we don't need he him. He would be a decent addition, but at the same time, who are we getting rid of? That's the other That's, thing. That was the next question on here. Is like, who we are we going to cut? We have a pretty decent uh, wide receiver room, if you think about it. Um, we've got, obviously, Amari Cooper is your number one. Yep. We just traded for Elijah Moore. He's your number two. Number three, you've got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Number four, you've got David Bell. You've got Goodwin, who we just signed. You've got Anthony Schwartz, dare I say. Um, I'm you sure got I'm Tillman. You got Cedric Tillman, who you just drafted. So we got a pretty loaded wide receiver room. You're only going to keep four or five, maybe. Or am I going to this one? Okay, look at that production. Um, in the middle of. That's how we do it here, talking about balls. We try shit on the fly because we're not afraid of anything. Okay? We're not scared of shit. Um, yeah, the side view is just kind of not becoming of some people there. So Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. My big old fucking <laughs> schnoz was like blocking half the green it was, screen. It was a great profile of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't do it. It was bad. It was too bad for me. Like looking on this side, I don't blame. And this one, I still don't like. My neck was starting to hurt. I kept looking out. over, yeah. but we'll figure it out. Again, like, we're working with some shit. We're trying. You're to like, like this. Yes, tell me. I didn't, I didn't want to be the one to tell everybody, but yeah, obviously we we're we're going to the new background. We tried a little new something in the intro. We're, we're trying. trying some new camera angles. I'm not wearing pants. We're doing some weird shit tonight. I'm talking about balls. I'm really not. I'm wearing shorts, so I'm not. I'm not saying I'm nude. It's Are not you shorts. Perverts? It's not shorts. It's not shorts at I see, all. I see his dick and balls. My bare ass is on these chairs, Dave. How do you feel about that? You better Clorox the fuck out of them because I'm not. I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, so you're gonna have to get rid of a wide receiver. And I mean, Schwartz, I think, is gone anyways. I, I think. He, I mean, with that receiver room as he would, it sits he would right be now, the odd man out. Yeah. As it sits right now, I think he's gone anyways. He, he definitely would be the odd man out um, because you still have Jakeem Grant that we need on there. So yeah, but I don't know if Jakeem Grant would even. I mean, that's the thing. He might not make the team with these new rules for kick returns yeah, and punt returns. Mean, I would take him over Schwartz. I mean, I, I would, especially with how our receiver rooms right now. I think with Tillman, with Bell, with yeah, um, with more. Like with... How in love is Andrew Barry with his own draft pick? Does he admit his mistake with the third round pick, who has done jack shit, or does he say, "Ah, oh, we'll keep I, 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 Goodwood's a faster version of Schwartz yeah, and more talented. Yeah, he actually can catch the ball. Absolutely, and and he's starting to build that rapport up with uh, with Watson. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I think I think Goodwin's making the team. It's it's more so a matter of who's going to be, the, like I said, the odd man out. Yeah. And then if you had DeAndre Hopkins, now you're going to have two or three odd men out, and that changes everything. That's sure. going to be tough. So the DeAndre you, Hopkins I, fit does not make sense the to deals, me right now. If the deal is right, how do you say no to bringing him in, though, right? I mean, it's it's. I know Cleveland I know Cleveland as a fan base, we're always used to like, oh, we don't want the big name because we've gotten burnt by how many big names in the past? We've been used for just paychecks, right? Yeah, we don't want to right? see Dwayne Bowe exactly. part two. So you, know? you, you get a big name in here, like you have the fear. You're like, you have the knee-jerk reaction that you don't want to bring someone in because you're like, ah, eh, they're just going to fail here. But the other thing too, to, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, I was going to say, but but we look at when that person signs with someone else and we're like, oh shit, uh, that's a great signing by that team. Why can't we be that team? Why can't we be the team that says, hey, we got that guy? So for me, the way I look at DeAndre Hopkins, though, is I have to look at it from a, again, 
in Madden, you can sign DeAndre Hopkins. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But in real football, does he fit your offensive scheme? DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a burner. He's old. He's slow. Uh, he's a good hands. That's the best he could do. He's a route-running hands receiver. He's we, already have Landry. Few, we have a few of those. We have Amari Cooper is not a speedy guy. He is a possession route runner. We have Donovan Peoples-Jones, a possession route runner. Even Elijah Moore, not really known for being a burner. He's a great route runner. He's fast, though. He's fast, but he's not known. Like We don't have any over-the-top guys, except for now we have Goodwin. Yep. Schwartz, they hoped, was going to be that. Um, that's about it. And then even Cedric Tillman. Isn't Tillman fast? He's fast, but he's big. So yeah. he's more of like a hybrid, like half tight end. Like he'll go get those 50-50 balls, but he's not going to burn anybody. Yeah. So DeAndre Hopkins really is just another of the same that we so have. So you're saying you would not want him? It, it depends on how everything shakes out. It really would depend on what they plan on doing and how the offense is going to fit. Because not only does that mean you have to cut an extra guy, that now means you probably will have to dump somebody further down the depth chart. So if you're one, two, three punch, because most teams only have three wide receivers on the field at a time, is going to be uh, Cooper, Moore, and then uh, DPJ. Maybe you throw in Tillman every once in a while. You add Hopkins. Now Tillman's the odd man out. So you just drafted this rookie in the third round who everyone's excited about, and you're going to give reps to a 30-plus-year-old who is you know, on the back end of his career. It really is a it's a scheme fit. There's more, and that could be the reason we don't sign him, is Andrew Barry's just like, I'm not fucking up our rotation right now. If if somebody gets hurt in training camp, we'll take a look at DeAndre Hopkins. But for right now, he doesn't fit what we're doing. Okay. And that's kind of why I think he hasn't been signed by I us. I am curious to see what happens, though. Now, he's meeting with the Tennessee Titans, and I don't think it's going to end with a contract. I think what he's going to do, he came out and said he plans on meeting with multiple teams. Uh, the Titans are one of them. The Titans are a team where he could go in, and he will be a day-one starter. They need a wide receiver. He fits. Uh, the Browns, it's just it's it's an extra bonus. I, I, if we I'm surprised he's not looking back at the Texans, especially with Stroud down there. Could be one of those things if he just knows that he, he – he, is he looking for a ring or is he looking for – his hometown. I would assume at his age, probably a ring, but why would he go to the Titans then? Cause they're not getting the ring. I mean, they might not, but the Titans for the last few years have been a really good team. I mean, they were the one seed just two years ago. Yeah. Had they not had a bunch of injuries last year that, that really derailed the season. Tannehill missed most of the season. Derrick Henry got banged up for a little bit, but honestly, if you rewind just two years ago, they were the one seed in the AFC. So they're no joke. Mike Rabel's a great coach. So adding a good offensive piece like that could open things up for Deion or for uh, Derrick Henry and really help the offense. So he's a, he's a fit in Tennessee. Um, do I think they win the Super Bowl next year? Fucking no way. Absolutely not. Not in a loaded AFC. They could very well make some noise, especially in the shitty South. The South isn't that good. I mean, I don't the Jaguars have to come out and be great again. The Colts, I think, are gonna stink. I think the Texans are gonna stink. gonna win that division for them. So there's a chance. Um one thing that stinks, you fucks. Stop <laughs> robbing the Browns. What the fuck? gang members or whoever you are out oh, there. Oh, whoa, whoa. Why does it got to be gang members? Because that's what the Cleveland Police Department it could, it said. It could they just said be a bunch of Jehovah Witnesses out there trying to get some new rides. The, the, the Cleveland Police Department believes this is a, a an orchestrated ring going after the Cleveland Browns athletes because we have now had three players robbed at gunpoint within the last week or two. Four, jewelry, cash, and their cars. Deshaun Watson had his car stolen when he first got here. He had his truck stolen. They found it down the road. He wasn't in it, but it was wait, stolen. Wait, just right down the road? I think it wasn't that far, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't remember. We I, know have, they, okay. I know they found it just on, Come like, to Cleveland where we have horrible road. car robberies because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or they did, and they were driving it, and like somebody talked to him. You know Deshaun's got like OnStar and shit. They're probably like, 
hey, you don't you don't look like Deshaun. And the guy's like, oh, fuck. And he pulled over and got out of there because, you know, he's got cameras in it and shit. It's Deshaun Watson. He just got fucking quarter of a billion dollars. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, so I thought the story, though, with Winfrey was that it was it was his car and no, it was Newsom's car that got stole, um, robbed because he was by Newsom's car, but he got his money and jewelry stolen from him. That's, I didn't really look into it. I just yeah. saw that there's been. Three. I think someone told me it was uh, it was Winfrey's the one that got their his jewelry stolen and money, but it was Newsom's car that got stolen because they were buying Newsom's car that night. Okay. And then I think I think Felton got his car stolen. But too. I thought he got he got robbed at like a they were at a restaurant or something. He was like leaving a restaurant. No, it was like it was like Sunday morning, Sunday oh, Monday I, morning, late Sunday night. I read that he was at some restaurant in the flats, and mm-hmm. that's where he got robbed at. Because I looked it up and I was like, shit, that's really close to my brother in law. Like, no, they I, live I, the I thought it was like late Sunday, early morning. It could have still been in the flats late. Sunday, I mean, it could have been morning, middle. Yeah. Like, yeah, it could have been. Yeah. The, the bar. Either way, guys, you're past your curfew. Get home. Nothing good happens <laughs> after midnight, especially when you're a pro, excuse me, a pro athlete with more money than you know what to do with. Hey, as long as we didn't hear that Watson was down there, I guess we're fine. I mean, I, it's just, it, it makes me worried because they're going after like, they're going after the young, immature guys. I don't think you're going to hear anything about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett <laughs> seems like a homebody. He's not going out clubbing. Deshaun Watson now seems like the kind of guy with the amount of money that he has. He is just doing nice luxurious vacations the party not, comes to him he's not out clubbing and he like comes that. on the party One and then two. let's hope he's not coming on anything except for his girlfriend um does he have a girlfriend now yeah he's posting with the same broad all the time so that makes me really what's happy her, what's her uh what's her uh career probably a model or something mr masseuse so she's not a masseuse no no she's way too classy to be masseuse way too classy i gotta, I gotta look this, this this woman up now. no she's she's beautiful i forgot i don't know her name or anything but he posts about her all the time um but yeah so You've got Demetric Felton. Uh, what was he? A seventh round pick, I think, a few years ago. You've got uh, Greg Newsom, who was a first round pick oh, back yeah, in the Cleveland draft, and then you've got Perry and Winfrey, who was like a fourth round pick or whatever last year. So you've got these young guys still on their rookie contracts. Who, of course, they're young. They're probably out, you know, chasing poon. They got the nice car. Poon. They got the fucking jewelry. They're showing off, and that's what gets you targeted by these people. Like, assuming it is what the Cleveland Police Department says, they do think that within when this many strings of robberies have happened to specific players and a team they think it is a an orchestra you don't thing. think it's just them going after very nice high-end cars no because there's probably nicer ones with people with more money than perry and winfrey like perry and winfrey it, to us it's a lot of money hundreds of thousands of dollars he's making but there are probably people with way more money than yeah, that yeah. you know gallivanting around cleveland so. i just don't think i would rob a football player they're big fuckers winfrey's not no, a but small the other dude. thing to think about though is that they're probably going go up, go up to him. Like, uh, and just based on the stories I've heard their, their thought process is probably go up there, show them your gun. They're taught by their team, give people whatever they want. So you don't get murdered. So it's, here's my gun. I want your keys and your jewelry. And they go, okay, take it. Here you go. Have a good day. You drive away. It's an easier robbery than, Hey, that random guy over there, let's hope he's not packing. And then you just go try to rob time to pull out that Aaron Hernandez playbook and go fight back a little bit. Yeah, let's let's hope that they have somebody else do it and they get away with it a little bit better than Aaron Hernandez that's did. The Ray, least, that's the Ray Lewis playbook. If you're going to get arrested for murder, just do it after you retire. I don't care what happens to a guy after he retires, but just give me a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't give a shit what happens. Remember 15 years ago when you robbed me, motherfucker? Your yeah. turn now. Let that anger build up. Let that revenge. Like, Think about if John Wick would have really just marinated in his anger for a little bit. Remember the story of the guy was it two years ago that walked up and punched Miles Garrett in the face? 
Yeah, that was just fucking crazy. I forgot about that. He just had a parked car or whatever, and he just punched him in the head. Who fucking thinks to punch that dude in the face? That's like, probably I, there are I, fucking. It's the same guy that buys Matt Rife tickets. These fucking lunatics <laughs> out there. Uh, we call that the old comeback. These, these people that just aren't thinking straight. They're out there fucking making horrible decisions, and they they're off their meds. It's it's a fucking shit show. It's terrible what's happening right now in the city of Cleveland. So so uh, we have no other stories today, right? No, nothing happened last night. Nothing happened today. No, luckily because minicamp started. It's the weekend. I'm worried about when they get their next fucking off day. When yeah. You guys are going to be like, let's go back to the flats or, you know, wherever. Come to That's come to North Ridgeville. Me. Nothing bad happens in North Ridgeville. There's farms. There's cows. You're going to get attacked by a meth head. You're better <laughs> off downtown. No, no, that's, a, that's a Leary. That's a couple. That's true. Couple it's not far, down. though. It's not that far. <laughs> um, I don't think anything happens but get pulled over in North Ridgeville. Especially, yeah, Browns player. Let's uh, let's stay away hey, from did there. you get pulled over? You didn't get pulled over, did you? I didn't. I didn't. No, you're good. I told him I was coming from your house, so they let me go. That's <laughs> That's why Tim Tim had to stay the night. He's like, I'm not leaving at, after dark in this fucking neighborhood. I know what happens here. He That's got exactly there in the daylight, and he exactly left in the daylight. <laughs> Tim's like the opposite of a vampire. He he only goes out in the daylight when he's heading out to Ridgeville. Um, That's it's scary leaving here at night. I don't blame you. Yeah, you're in downtown Berea. Like they see you coming out, and they're like, "Whoa, hide your money, y'all! Hide your money." I need it. Any backup and Tim's just walking out, like going to his car, and they're like, Johnson, do you have my six? Over. I got pulled over putting pump, putting pumping gas in my car in Berea. So the audacity. Pull over. Of, what were you charged with? Black while pumping that yeah, gas? Yeah, like what did they even is. say? Like, what was the, what was the suspicion? Sir, sir, you're using uh you're using premium. We know that's not true. Stop yeah. stealing that gas. Like, they have to have, like, some sort of... <laughs> That's not your credit card, is it, sir? Yeah, right away, they're like, can I see your ID and your credit card and make sure those match up, sir? I just don't... Like, they have to have probable cause to, like, pull you over or, like, a reason. What could they possibly have when you were he standing just, there? He just ran my plate, and I happen to have suspended license. Uh, they have that automatic scan gun now in those cop cars that automatically pull plates. That's how they get you. So you actually were doing something wrong, technically. When <laughs> I, I was. You. I okay. was. At first, I was kind of ready to make fun of the cops, but now it's I was doing egg on wrong. your face. But too. I didn't know. I didn't know either. So when he pulled yeah, me that's over, fair. Yeah. that's fair. You were probably like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then you're like, "He's like, did you know you have a suspended license?" You're like, "No, what the fuck?" Yeah, but then again, they don't believe you. I've seen every episode of Cops. <laughs> Everybody says that's definitely not my math in there. And we're all like, sitting at really? home. We're also sending so daily. That motherfucker knew he had a suspended license. I was watching an episode the other day because I watch cops all the time. And this guy, like, they're like, Did you know, you had this bag full of drugs. And the guy's like, no, that I wasn't no mine. Like, it's literally in a bag with your fucking name on it. How do you know? And he's like, well, I, don't know. I have no idea how it got in there. <laughs> like, it's just the, the fucking lies. The, these people the go best through. one I've seen, the best one, not to get on this tangent, but the I best one I've seen. Is a Squirrel. two girls sweaty. Two girls get pulled over. Two women get pulled over, right? And the one friend's in the back seat, and the other girl's in the back, and she's like getting like whatever, and they're like they can't find anything on her. Okay. So they go into the the car, and they're like, just you know, just come on, we'll let you go. Just tell us what's going on. And she's like, just check her weave. And they go out there, and they pull up the hair extensions and the weave, and there's fucking, fucking bags, what bags, a bags of cocaine just come flying out like it's Christmas. And she's uh, like, how'd you know to go up there? He's like, I'm not telling you. You motherfucking bitch. And goes short running after the car. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is made for TV shit right here. That's the other fucked up thing, too, is that, like, the cop's like, I'm never going to tell you. We're just filming it to go on television where everyone's <laughs> right, right. going to see how I found yeah, out. We'll, we'll let you go, wink. Wink. What a narc, though. Yeah. That's fucked up. You don't rat on people. Cops, man. Unless you kind of have to, I guess. Good cop, bad cop. I've seen good fellows, and I side with Henry Hill. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> do you? <laughs> you got to do what you got to do sometimes. 
if your balls are in the blender, you got to take one, for, take one for the team and say, fuck everybody. It is what it is. Um, where were we? Oh yes. Talking about cops and cops people about getting, cops robbed getting robbed and, and crime and shit. That's, that's why today's episode is called the stick up. We're talking about good We're talking about cops. What happens with that? Stick ups, robberies. It all, it's all correlated. It all comes we make back it work. Together. We make it, it work. Do we go on some tangents? Sure. But that's just the that's way we do it. Why here. you tune in, right? You see what the fuck we're going to talk about today. One show that used to go on tangents won't be with Redline Radio anymore. <laughs> I'm going to shout him out anyway, just because I love Grape. So I just want to give a farewell yes. to friend of show, Grape. The Grapevine is no more. There is no contract. We're not going to get into the logistics because it's not our business Why to discuss. Why is the name still on the board, though? That's Why weird. do you think it just happened? It just yeah, no, happened. it did just happen it literally happened. today. However, I Tim, do shut the fuck up. I do wish because Grape has gone through some shit over the last couple of weeks. He was in the hospital dealing with some health issues, things like that. So it would have been nice for him to get one last goodbye show. I think that would have been cool. But you know, I'm sure he's gonna land on his feet. Uh hopefully he doesn't land in the pen and he will <laughs> get another shot at a radio show. And I'll definitely be watching the grapevine wherever he lands. I can't wait to see it. So uh, we're giving our, our farewell to Grape. A lot happened. I mean, we had Grape in the hospital. Uh, Dave's brother passed away. Uh, <clears throat> so shout out to loss, Dave. Dave. Sorry for your loss. Just a lot of bad shit happened over the week. The internet's down. I mean, could it get worse here in this fucking studio? Um, could have a forest fire air move towards us and ruin your flight this weekend. Let's not let's not talk about that. I'm flying out <laughs> on Friday to go to Myrtle Beach for a week. So I need uh, I need clean, open skies, clear skies. Uh, but yeah, so the grapevine will no longer be happening on Friday nights, but there will be another show happening on Friday nights from 8 to 10, and that would, of course, be... I'll take it. We're getting there. I, I always catch Tim off guard, and I love that. That's my favorite part of doing it, because I don't go into any specific order every week when I do the shows. So, yeah, that's Friday night. You can check that out from 8 to 10. On Saturday morning... So that's you've the got... only show right now on Fridays? Yeah, it's a slow, slow night. Oh, wow. So if anybody's looking for a spot on Friday nights, they're damn near wide open. So check that out and uh, come on in. It's a good night. The only thing, though, I will admit, I love Grape and I love the Grapevine, but Friday night, not a good night for, 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 you don't get for many me to views. be able to watch. Yeah. It's hard for me because I'm busy. I keep I my, got shit going on Friday, Saturday night. Monday, know? still wide open. Yeah, wide I'm open. Kind of thing on a Monday night. Yeah, Monday nights, except for football season. Football season, I'm locked, in, I'm locked and loaded. But any other night for the other rest of the however many weeks of the year, nothing happening on Redline Radio on Monday <clears> nights. If you want to do a show, come to Redline Monday nights, wide open. Um, but yeah, I love the grapevine, but the problem was I always found myself doing shit on Friday night. So like the show would be starting and I could like, I could jump in for a minute. And my favorite thing to do with shows, I like talking live while the show's happening. Watching it after the fact is fine, but it's, it's cooler to like, to be a part of the show and have conversations and things like that. So, um, I will miss grape though. I hope he lands on his feet. I hope he gets a different night of the week. That would be ideal. Um, but we'll see what happens. But Saturday mornings, you can wake up with the boys from unscripted. It's David, sometimes Adam, it's sometimes chipper. You never know who you're going to get or when, but check them out from 10 to 12 every morning, fourth and 15 with Ronnie and smooth from two to four, uh, Saturday nights. You've got too much information from six to eight. And you've got comedies and cocktails with Jen, Jen from eight 30 to nine 30 Sunday mornings. Once uh football season kicks off from 10 AM till 12 PM, you have the steel city running lates who from, you know, maybe they've learned from their, maybe the early episodes will get them to no longer be the running lates and actually start on time. Doubt it from, 730 to 9:30. You've got loud and local. He's got a lot going on. Jeff's got so much going on. He's starting a record company. Um, they have concerts coming up constantly just posting about good shit that he's doing. So kudos to him. Shout out to him. Check that show out on Sunday nights. 
Uh, Mondays, again, wide open, nothing doing, but that's great because you need a day off to get yourself ready for Tim Buck Tuesday. I feel like that off day really helps. It kind of lets you relax and you get to build up your, your energy for Tim Buck too. Yeah, Who's always feeling needing, it. I'd be needing that day. Yeah. I, I honestly, Tim, I could see that because Tim's damn near producing every show at Redline radio. If not is, I, I think you are right. I, it's like two shows. I don't do. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. And we don't want to talk about them. And, um, <laughs> Uh, but Timbuk Tuesday from 6 to 8 on Tuesdays, Redline Radio Studio 1. Uh, Gary Wenner spinning the fucking tunes from 6 to 10. You can catch that live on location. Redlineradio.com. What's up? That I don't do his show. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't need a producer, though. He does it all himself. He's a fucking, he's a seasoned vet. Some people can do their own show and produce it and still look good. It's, it's amazing. Some can't. Redlineradiollc.com exclusive, live on location. Broad Street South from 8 to 9. Wednesdays, you've got talking about balls from seven to nine and right after us you've got what's up in the 216 the sexiest show on redline radio sexiest the dirtiest Very the dirty. i love it it's just she's you never know what you're gonna too. hear what's she's on a break yeah she uh broke too many fcc laws yeah no shit she got suspended already <laughs> no she uh she hurt herself oh, oh damn well, well hopefully you get well soon yeah absolutely yeah. We, we can't wait to see the show back because that was entertaining as fuck i'm not gonna absolutely. lie to you I have a great time watching that show when I get home. It's perfect, too. I like walk in the door, then my phone goes off, and I'm like, put that on while I'm making myself lunch for tomorrow or whatever. Um, on Thursdays, you've got that guy dubbed from three to four. He's been killing it, getting guests left and right. Uh, he leads in for the Lex Vegas show, another Timbuktu produced show. From seven to eight, Lex Vegas. Check that out every Thursday night. Broad Street South from eight to nine. And ending our little uh, schedule here. On RedlineRadioLLC.com exclusively from 5 to 7, you've got. So check that out or don't. Great. I don't give a fuck. Great show. Great show. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, Redline Radio, always something going on. So if you guys want to keep Tim busy as fuck, make him work seven days a week, make a show on Monday. I'm, I'm not sleeping. I'm not resting until we get a show on Monday. You mentioned talking about balls, and we are live from the Growing Wings Adult Services here, the official sponsor of the state-of-the-art, when it wants to be state-of-the-art studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. Please, for more information, give Lisa a call today at 234-334-7547. Lisa, we appreciate everything you do for us yeah we can't thank growing wings enough although the one thing my one gripe will be the wings are too strong because our internet flies away every fucking wednesday at seven o'clock for some reason we lose our internet it just flies away i don't know how that happens but it is what it is um if you're looking for any current or past or future because I, I think they do custom shit if you want custom die uh nascar die cast and model car kits give them a call 216-355-2347. That would be Pit Road Diecast, a proud sponsor of Redline Radio LLC. So proud, in fact, that if you mention Redline Radio or talking about balls, you get a 10% off discount for your first in-store purchase. So do that today. Pit Road Diecast. You know who I wish gave us a 10% discount because I would take total advantage of it? Spectrum, because their internet never works? Ayo, no. But Mike's Beer Bar over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for all of you guys who don't know where the fuck... Pittsburgh is. It's about three hours east of us, and it's a very horrible city to go to. But this place has amazing beer, amazing beer choices. It's right across the street from PNC Park, where those Pittsburgh Pirates have let me down tremendously the last two days. Um, but Mike's Beer Bar, formerly Beerhead Bar, is a premier craft beer destination in Pittsburgh. They have over 80 rotating taps, 
hopefully they clean them, of over 500 beers, you are sure to find the perfect beer for any occasion. (laughs) Stop in today. Make sure you tell your friends to meet you at Mike's. If you are ready to redo your house, do some work this year, where do you start? Some people start on the inside. Some people start on the outside. If you're starting on the outside, take a look at your steps. Your concrete might be a little fucked up. Your driveway might be a little cracked and damaged. Who are you going to call? ACS Affordable Concrete Solutions, LLC. Call today, 440-714-1987, or go to their website at Affordable Concrete Solutions, LLC. That's not a website. At gmail.com. Somebody fucked that ad up. I didn't write it. Don't look at me. It must have been the same person that that bought the internet around this place, but that ad read is fucked because that's not a website. That's an email address. You type that in, Google is going to come back and say, what are you, a fucking idiot? Who types in a Gmail address in, in their fucking search bar? Nobody does. Do you want a hug today, buddy? No, I'm hug? fine. <laughs> Tell you what, once, once you fix that fucked up concrete and you actually get a hold of them, uh, you can start your project. And the best place to start with building your project and starting your project is with Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. Uh, they're the ones that designed the state-of-the-art studio. They had nothing to do with the internet, clearly. Uh, they do bathrooms, kitchens. The internet's flashing red right now. Window, that can't be good. Windows, doors, good. siding, and much more. They do residential and commercial. So if you own a business, you need some repairs, give them a call to take care of you today. Will's phone number is 440-731-7654. And of course, tell them that Team Redline Radio sent you. That's an ad. It's full. It tells you exactly where to go. So I'm going to humble brag really quick. Uh, I am Humble uh, brag. No, I'm, I'm happy about this. I'm down about 25 to 30 pounds. You look good. Boobs smaller, man. Yeah, I, I've been working out like crazy. I've been out, I think that's why I'm so angry. I think uh, I need booze. You haven't drank, have you? I, I have, but I've been Just like. no beer. I, I've only had a few beers. So I think if, what, what I need to do is I need to get myself to Lucy's Pub where they go. have all the beer. Or I, I guess I could just go there and drink a vodka soda because that's all I've been drinking for the last month. Uh, but yeah, I've lost a lot of weight trying to get ready for Myrtle Beach. So. Where I would go for that would be Lucy's Pub. They're located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experience. Join them every Friday night for karaoke. And, of course, all your hometown sports games. Contact contact them today at 216-675-0013. And guess what? Tell them talking about balls sent you because the internet always works there. You know, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to get a shirt made that says you're no longer chunky. You can and, try, Mike. Uh, <laughs> what did Mike say? SGC. Just because you don't understand how cards work, Mike, won't get me riled up. That's your problem, <laughs> not mine. Uh, I'm so proud of you to get a shirt that says you're no longer chunky, and you know where I'm going to get that shirt made. Our one and only Incredible Keepsakes, the f- amazing sponsor of Redline Radio. They do T-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. The Incredible Keepsakes people can make it and customize it for you. The official merchandise sponsor of Redline Radio LLC and our show host. Give them a call today at 440-242-9648. Or go to their website, which is an actual website, www.incrediblekeepsapes.com. And yeah, as mail. Diane would say, <laughs> cherished moments are made to last forever. I got to watch how much shit I talk. What that's going to do to me is going to bring me some bad juju. We are going to have no sponsors. However, the only, thing, the only good thing about bad juju is they're the best cover band in Northeast Ohio. You can check them out. Uh, call uh, Chad Moon. I knew his name was something Moon. I couldn't remember his first name. Chad Moon, 440-458-0209. They're the official band of Redline Radio, covering all your favorites from the 80s and 90s. That is, again, bad juju. Look for them on their Facebook page. They're always playing somewhere. Um, speaking of playing concerts and bad juju, we have Chris Biggin and bad juju in Cleveland, August 11th, 2023, at Lucy's Pub that I just mentioned, where they will have booze. They will have working internet. They're going to have everything you want and need. You can check them out. And again, that is August 11th at Lucy's Pub. 
uh, Chris Biggin and Bad Juju. Tickets are $12 in advance or $15 at the door. Tell them uh, Talking About Ball sent you, and you will get a 0% discount. So go ahead and do that and reach out to them today. Now back to the show. You feeling better? No, not at all. I'm just always irritable, I think. That's just who I am as a person. I am officially, you told me this before, that I remind you of Roy Kent and just how yes. fucking angry I am all the time. Yes. And I, I like to think I'm a mixture. Fuck. I'm a mixture of Roy Kent and Larry David. That's just who I am. Everything irritates me. I, I just call it out. I can't help myself. However, Roy, Roy Kent does come around at the end. And he does. And I, I have my moments. A little more I have my moments. personable. I can be nice at Do you think times. they take a spinoff with that show? Do you think they take a spinoff, like maybe follow Roy Kent? Maybe they follow Richmond for another year? Lasso, lasso well, story is done. Won't be the same. I, I would watch, but I feel like it would just. Uh, by the way, perfect ending to that fucking great, show. great show. We're, we're not doing just a tip yet. I mean, obviously, that's not our tip. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso. Watch you guys it. fucked up. But the, I'm the actually thinking about finale was great. I'm thinking about restarting it just to watch from the start to get it all just done in one like like. That's not a bad. Yeah, that's a good, nice little couple weekend. Thing. Yeah, because yeah. I want to I want to watch the story from start to finish because there's so many big gaps between the story. You kind of forget some of the smaller parts. True. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. Is I. I've gotten so accustomed to watching shows in binge form yeah. that when you have to wait a year or two for yeah. a new season, you kind of forget some shit. And even so. the recaps don't even cover some of the shit in no. the show, right? So like that's why I like I think I love shows where there's not a whole lot of continuation. So like yeah. The Office, for instance, or yep. Seinfeld. Every episode's completely new. It has nothing to do with the last episode. Can I vent, please. In a second, because I'm getting somewhere. Okay, go ahead. Tonight, it's not my just a tip, but everybody should already know of the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. The new season Great starts. I can't fucking show. wait. And again, speaking of shows that really doesn't have any continuation, they bring back some characters, they reference some things, but overall, you could turn that show on whenever, wherever, and you're going to love it. New season starts tonight, I can't fucking wait. But yeah, go ahead, sorry Did to you interrupt. see oh. that they're redoing uh, do, an Tim. office with yeah. Australian all-female cast? So they are, but it's, it's it's exclusively for Australia, which they've had multiple offices in yeah, other countries. I they started in the one in England, yeah, Britain, which, which is what the, the American ones came off of. Yeah, so I mean, to me, it's, it's going to suck. I mean, don't get me wrong, anything all women... <laughs> didn't, they do, didn't they do the exact pilot from the bbc one so they yeah, did the first they like ripped it off the yeah. first well they did yeah because they didn't know how it was going to take off and then kind of they actually the first season actually follows the first season of the british one too not to like exact but a couple of things that take place um follows the british one pretty closely but yeah it didn't it's yeah it's crazy but i'm when when has a, a remake of an all-female thing done anything good the oceans 11 movies or whatever oceans they came 8. back with women uh ghostbusters stunk ghostbusters stunk go woke go broke as the republicans say Ooh. don't do it i will it say house of dragons has some major female characters in it not, not all female but still plenty really of men though to, i'm trying to sit here and think like plenty of men when's an all-female remake ever been successful unless it's a porno none <laughs> i was just gonna say it unless it's a porno <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars was a really good film. That's a great one. <laughs> Revenge oh, of the 69. I love that one. Order, order 69. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> C3P blow. <laughs> they had some fucking classics in there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like Darth Squirter. I, I like don't, that. I don't think. Are you P2? <laughs> That's a dirty one. That's a very dirty one. <laughs> Golden shower stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't look. I don't. It's. I don't think it's going to get. It's not going to be an no. American. Will I watch uh, the first episode? Sure. I just want to see what it's like. But me. yeah, I, I don't think it's even going to get played in America. Like I think it's going to be a. It'd probably like, be like on Peacock somewhere. I'm sure you could stream hide it, it. Yeah, but nobody's going to care. It's not going to do anything. It'll be really good. As a shit. I don't think. Nor I should they. Shit. The, Tim I, will watch it. Tim's. It's, Tim's it's I'm a proud. I want to. I don't want to come off as some fucking 
misogynistic douchebag. You I might want to backtrack. I a respect years. women. It's just I'm being honest. The mo- women, all female remakes have stunk. All female casts of original movies sometimes have been great. Bridesmaids, hilarious fucking movie. That's a great movie. Yes. But when you take a bunch of women and you're like, well, we're gonna turn a movie around with Pitch all women. Perfect. That's also great. a great movie. I've actually never seen it. All of them. I've never seen them. Tara likes them. I've oh, they're good them. movies. I believe you. But there's a lot of dudes in there too. It's got the eh, dude from Workaholics, right? Kind of dudes. There's some dudes. I don't know how. I, I've never honestly, I've never seen them or like a minute of them, so I don't even know how many. Give, give it a watch. You'd like it. I'll check it out one day when I get really bored and I'm on my really when you're deathbed. <laughs> All right, throw on that pitch perfect before yeah, I pass it's like, away. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> um, finals, NBA finals. No, not yet. Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference finals. finals. Last time we did a show, they were going into like game. I think it was going into game six. Yeah. I remember saying on the air, I'm like, if Boston wins game six, it's over for Miami. And I was wrong. Go figure. It's rare, but I'm owning it. I'm manning up. Mark today's calendar, by the way. Uh, he actually it owns that to be wrong. This is like when Jerry vomits in Seinfeld. He's got it marked on his calendar. Like this time next year on June, what's today? The 7th, June 7th, 2024. I'm going to come back and be like, guys, you remember that's the last time I was wrong. Yeah. The last time <laughs> I was wrong. Um, but all seriousness though, I did, I, I did think that, I mean, I think everybody in the brother did too, that Miami blew a three, nothing lead. Let them tie it up three. I looked at the wrong camera again. We're learning on the right. fly. We are doing a lot. Uh, I just didn't like the other one. I'm sorry. No, I respect it. I just forgot. So as soon as I saw my face, I'm like, oh, camera right. Nope, camera left. Um, but but yeah, so they blew a three-nothing lead to Boston. It had never been done before in NBA history. A team came back from three-nothing, but Boston looked like such a powerhouse. And then the way they won game six with that fucking shitty tip in by Derek White, that that really irritated me. I didn't like that. I didn't respect that. I get it. A win's a win, but fuck them. Um, so going into game seven. I, I put a lot of money on Boston for a lot of people because that was actually the night that I had to make the – I did the bet call with my sister and Tara, and they had a lot of free money to bet. Damn near every bet I made, I put Boston in there. I lost them all a lot of money, and I apologize for that, but it was free money, so fuck it. Who cares? It's not like I took their hard-earned money, but I took Boston in just about every parlay that night because I thought it was a lock, and Boston lost by like 25 points. They got their asses kicked, so it was ugly, um, but it is what it is. So – of course, Boston choked away game seven. They lost at home embarrassingly to the Miami Heat on Memorial Day. And then that then put the Miami Heat back into the finals for the first time since the bubble 2020 when they took on LeBron James and the Lakers and lost to him. Um, the finals are two games underway. <clears throat> it is one to one, the series. They are tipping off here any minute, honestly. Um they're going to be tipping off at like eight o'clock, I think, is when the game starts. And one to one, I don't know what to make of the series. I don't know what to make of the Miami Heat. Denver came in in game one, pretty much dominated from the rip. They looked great. They killed it. They did everything well. Game two started off the same way. At one point, they were on like a 25. Yeah, I was they were actually up pretty big. I was at a concert on Sunday night. So I, I was watching the game on my phone, like in between songs. I pulled up because it was a band I didn't care about. I, I got the tickets for Tara for her birthday or for Christmas and wasn't expecting a finals game to be that night. I didn't really think that far ahead. Um, so I was watching the game on my phone and standing there. And I saw at one point Denver went on like a 26 to three run or something. Like they went on this crazy run. They go up by like 20 points and I'm like, okay, this game's over. It's another ass beating. And then I put my phone away. I'm watching like an hour of the concert. I pull my phone out again. And all of a sudden I see Miami took the lead. They're up by like six. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then we're getting later into the fourth quarter and I'm watching the game on my phone. And then the lead's increasing. They're up by 11 or something with like a minute and a half to go. And I'm like, this game's over. Miami just tied the series up. That's crazy to me. And 
the craziest part for me is they're doing this all with Jimmy Butler playing like shit. Yeah, he's for his, what it's worth. Jimmy Butler is not scoring. Not Even game one, game one, they had uh, what Caleb Martin and Max Strews started off like 0 for 10 or something like yep. that. And they still made a pretty good comeback in that game. They, albeit they did lose by, I think, double digits, but still they made a comeback. And then game two, kind of the same thing. Game two, they they came out pretty flat. They came out cold. Uh, they had guys that weren't hitting shots. You could tell the, the the bright lights are a little big for some guys, especially Jimmy Butler not doing much. They still won the game. That's when, crazy. When Jimmy Butler was on the bench is when they made their comeback. Yeah, they, they played better without his, him. Yeah, his plus minus when he's on the floor was not great. It's weird to me because Jimmy Butler was a dog in – Every round so far Jimmy of the Jordan. playoffs for Jimmy the most Jordan. part. Yeah, Michael Jordan's son not showing up in the finals. That's where I think that we're, we might not have to have Conspiracy Carl come in because I'm thinking that that's not true because Jimmy Jordan is not playing well in the finals, <laughs> and that's something that his dad would not appreciate. So no wonder he disowned him and doesn't take credit. I mean, I mean to your point, though, like watching the series, like I I'm, I thought for sure that Denver was going to take the series pretty handily. Like there's just no way that they could match up against Jokic. I wasn't sure how to feel going into it. Then after game one, I literally yeah. was like, oh, it's a sweep. No question, it's right. a sweep. But now you have this. Now you're back home in Miami tonight for game three. Yep. I, I took Miami tonight. I took the I took it almost makes you feel like the early in the morning the line was two and a half. Yep. Denver favorite. Um and then now as we're getting closer to tip off, it's moved to three and a half, which is like it's almost like Vegas is begging people to take Denver. Um, at least they were this morning. Now they're making they're almost begging people to take Miami. So yeah. it's kind of weird that it's almost like Vegas started getting too much money on Denver at two and a half. So they're like, let's open it up. And then they started getting the money to even it out with with Miami, which is a nice strategy on yeah. their part. Honestly, they're even not the money. They're who did you, you pick tonight? Uh, I'm taking the Nuggets. I just think that there is a weird – I follow a guy that's very analytical on Twitter. And he, most people have come out and said that they can't explain this Miami Heat run. It doesn't make sense. It's not It's not normal. They, they, they play extremely well when they hit threes. That's it. If they're not hitting threes, they're not a good team. So it all boils down to three-pointers. So if Mike Malone can get them to play good defense around the perimeter and not leave guys wide open to hit threes, and they can contain, Denver should win the game easily. I think it's pretty cut and dry how they've had success in the playoffs, and that's been living and dying by the three-pointer. Yep. However, they do play really good defense, and they make guys on the other teams struggle to hit their shots. So shots that were falling for Boston, Boston struggled like sons of bitches for three-pointers in, in, in their series until games four, five, and six. All their threes were going down. Then you fast forward to game seven, couldn't hit threes. Game over, Miami wins. Yeah. So for Denver, it kind of boils down to that. They need to just hit their shots. And they had a lot of guys not shoot well on Sunday night. Miami had the exact opposite. They were able to make that comeback win the game. Jamal Murray had an iffy game, uh, missed the game-winning shot at the end. It Jokic, same thing with him. He had, what, three assists, I think, on Sunday? Yeah, and which is very low for him. That dude averages almost a triple double. It's because every night. he was he was he was doing more shooting than he's probably used to. Yeah, that night he scored forty something points. Yeah, like he went off. That's how you can stop slow them down. If he's not facilitating the basketball, let him score. It's it's kind of I used to, I, I make the the reference to other teams where like with Jalen Brunson, I said that when we were facing them in the playoffs, I said if Jalen Brunson's going to score forty points a night, let him beat you. Yeah, don't let him pass the ball and get everybody else involved. If you if you're making him shoot the ball. 75% of the time, you're in good shape. It's when everybody else starts hitting their shots, and that's what killed the Cavs. Brunson was scoring his points, and then everybody else was, was scoring. scoring theirs too. And if you're doing that for the Nuggets, if Jokic is the only one scoring and no so one else is doing shit. So is that the game shit, plan you think for Spolcher going forward, is that he's going to just allow Jokic to have a little more leeway when he gets that ball and just make sure everyone else is defending pretty well? 
Yes and no. I mean, th- that's the thing for me is I didn't actually watch game two all that closely. Cause like I said, I had it on my phone. Yeah. So I wasn't like normally doing how I would watch a game. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if that's what he tries to do. Cause I also think Eric Spolster is a, a phenomenal coach. He is a guy that will, in my opinion, forever go down as one of the best coaches of all time. Very underrated. Though. He has yeah. earned himself into that conversation as one of the best coaches of all time. I think uh, for what he's consistently done with this heat team who people have counted out how many times. Yeah. And then to take him to the finals again for the second time in just a handful of years for a team that they were the eight seed. They almost didn't even make the playoffs this year. And now they're in the finals with a win under their belt. Um, He's a great coach doing a lot of good things. Mike Malone, a great coach for Denver. I think it's long overdue for them to finally make the finals. If Jamal Murray hadn't gotten hurt a few years ago, there's a good chance this could be Denver's second or third time in the finals realistically, because they're a good loaded team top to bottom. But, you know, it's been a fun series to watch so far, though. I mean, yeah, we talked no, about this. About that we were, we were both works. excited to see Denver Miami get in because it's worth watching, right? Yeah. If Boston or if uh, LA had got into it, yeah, whatever. You know, LA but, for sure. But it's just more fun to watch these two go at it back and forth. No, it's great. I mean, I, I, that's what I said going into it. I, I, I still have a soft spot for Kevin Love. I really love Kevin Love. So seeing him in the finals, if they win a championship, seeing him start, awesome. Too. Yeah, he's getting good minutes. He's he's making quality plays. He's helping them win. So if they win a championship. Fuck yeah, Kevin Love gets himself a, a, a second ring. If the Nuggets win, great. They're considered, I know Denver's a big city, but they're considered a small market team. Yeah. Um, I like seeing small market teams win championships. I've seen Miami win a couple rings already, so eh, it is what it is. Denver, their first time in the finals ever, if they come away with a championship, that's awesome. I love seeing teams win championships. Um, <clears throat> as long as they're not Boston-based, New York-based, uh, Golden State. Um <laughs> The Pistons. It's a long list uh, of teams. The Spurs that... can go fuck themselves now because of those seven. Um, Orlando can fuck themselves because of Dwight Howard. Yeah, I got a long list of hate. I'm a hateful guy. I hate most of the league, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it would take me all night to go through my list of hate. The um, amount of teams you like is far, far Pretty less. much the teams that I hate are any team that's ever gotten the way of the Cavs from doing something, like specifically. Like now New York, eliminating the Cavs, I'll fucking hate them forever. They're They're gone. They're on the shit list for the rest of my life. Um, it really doesn't take much for me to hate things. So here we are, but yeah, so the game three is going to tip off here any minute now, uh, gun to my head. Give me Denver. I just think they're the best team in basketball. They were consistently for the year, uh, beating them four times out of seven, I think will be extremely tough considering again, they were the number one seed in all of NBA Miami eight seed didn't get hot till the end, barely snuck their way into the play in game, barely made their way into the playoffs. They lost their first play in game. Like if the NBA didn't have all these weird fucked up rules, the Heat wouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Yep. So um, I think Denver's just the better team. And I think in a seven game series, they can win. They can win four out of seven. I'd be surprised. I mean, I, I picked Miami to win tonight just because of the odds. I mean, it was easy to put money on them because it wasn't really, I mean, you could, I could yeah, double it's, the money. It's positive money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I could see them winning tonight though. Just home, first day kind of amped up, you know, adrenaline's going, they come out, they, they take this game. Um, but I, I'm curious if they come out and win in dominant fashion, though, then I'm it's going to start looking a little side eyed at the series. But yeah, I, I still think Denver takes this maybe in probably in seven, maybe six. I can see that. I got Denver. I, I hope it, it becomes kind of a dragged out series. I don't want it to be a quick one. <laughs> I, I'd be kind of like if it were to be a sweep because I'm, I'm a degenerate and that means more games I can gamble on. So the longer the series stretches out, the more NBA I can bet on because I'm going to be really sad when the NBA goes away because I suck. At baseball gambling, I have officially learned that. <clears throat> Don't you been on not a heater good. though? Like three out of my last like five, I've won. Um, so it's not bad, but I don't think it's consistent. I don't. I'm not really, really not banking on it to to have any lasting effects. 
One good thing I did Google is sports gambling on apps is legal in South Carolina. That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> I Googled that when I went to uh, when I went to Disney last month or whatever. It's not legal in Florida. So I was like, fuck, I got to go down there and watch the playoffs. And I can't even bet on the game. So I was really disappointed. Be in that. mindful, though. Certain apps make you create whole brand new profiles when you go to different states. So I've traveled. And when I travel, it just it just verifies my location. When, so in MGM, I had to create a whole profile in New York, a whole different one. Interesting. Um, In DraftKings, it did verify. Uh, I think Barstool made you create a whole different profile when you're that when I was in New York. So I pretty much only use uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. And so far with them, at least, uh, when I've traveled, I've been to Virginia and driving to Virginia. I think we went through West Virginia, I guess. I forgot exactly the route we took. But when we were traveling, I was checking my phone in the uh, in the car. And it just said, just verify, yeah. like, it just says verifying just your location. Ver just, it's just like, make sure. boom, and I, I was fine. Certain was apps have different rules. And I know certain apps, if you win in a state, you have to collect the money out of that state. So if you're in that state, you might want to take the money out, whatever you bet, too. Well, luckily, I don't win often, so I got nothing to worry about. Yeah, just but double no, check I, I do that. plan That's on winning, all. which I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll cash out immediately. Um, but it is legal, so I'm happy about that because I want to watch some games and, and bet. Um, but, yeah, so the finals, game three tonight, Eric Spolscher, we talked about him a little bit. We talked about what you're going to do to contain Nikolai Jokic. Now, one reporter had that question, and it didn't go well for her. Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, after the game, was doing a post-game press conference, uh, or Spolster was doing a post-game press conference, and she had a question for him, and she said, um, Jokic only had three rebounds tonight. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking verbatim. I forgot exactly. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. She said, Jokic only had three rebounds tonight, and that seemed to be the key to success when he's not facilitating the ball. Is that your strategy into the game? Like, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying, like, did you do that on purpose? And he literally looked, and he was so fucking mad. You could tell he wanted to go off, and he's just like, you know that? And he, like, hits the table. He's like, that's the untrained eye right there, uh, asking a question like that. Because this guy has been the MVP two out of the last three years. He's one of the best players in the league, and you're asking us if we can, like, basically control what he's going to do. And he's like, this guy's great. He's going to do whatever he wants to do out on the court. And you just hope it's like LeBron James. You literally, you just hope you can contain him. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Is that famous saying from back in the day? And it's very true. Especially when you talk about a great player, like <clears throat> Jokic, nobody really knew about except for diehard basketball fans. I think he is now becoming more of a household name because of how good he is. But two MVPs, this guy is truly one of the best basketball players we will ever watch. He does things as a as a seven footer that you'll never see another seven footer do. It's He's insane. just so unorthodox with his body shape. He looks and like everything. he should be playing in a rec league, <clears throat> and he is out there dominating the NBA. It's crazy to me. I mean, it's. I mean, we talked about it for the show. Statistically, the question's not far off base because when he does score forty or more, they are they they're not. Good. They haven't won. He is not a guy that needs to score. So 40 that is points. something that he should be coaching. He should be like game planning for. If he puts up 20, 10, and ten, yeah, they they're win. winning that game. Yeah. If he puts up 40, 10, and three, as you saw the other night, they lose. Yeah. Like that's not their that's not the way they play. They are a well-rounded basketball they team. They have to play through him, not just rely on him. Yes. Which is he should not be the guy scoring. Realistically, it's Jamal Murray. If Jamal Murray can put up a 25, 30 point game, they usually win those yeah. games. They're in really good shape. So that was the other trouble is Jamal Murray was a little cold on Sunday. Um, and then missing that game winning shot at the end. But I love it looked good though. I love Spolstra's answer when he got pissed and just said that's the untrained eye. I the the fucked up thing for me is that's just the day and age that we live in. It's 2023. It's cancel culture. It's it's everybody's got feelings and you have to respect. You have to be feelings. careful how you address people. Yeah, he had to come especially out, especially a female. He had to come out and apologize for his answer. He well, of answered course he did. a question and did not make fun of her. Did not did not belittle her. Did not insult her. He just said that's the untrained eye, and that's like 
that's a good good way to answer a question. Basically, he's saying like you you don't really know what you're talking about with that question, yeah. but he said it in a, in the nicest way possible. He could yeah, have because said, people take that to a beeline right to he hates women. Exactly. Like he could have looked at her and said, <laughs> "Fucking woman, get back in the kitchen." He could have said like you don't know what you're talking about. Like you, you have you're not a head coach. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. He just said like the untrained eye. Like, I'm that's- sure as soon as he walked up the podium, the entire PR team's like, "Whoa." Woo. Uh, let's backtrack that a little bit and, the and funny let's thing is, uh, apologize as soon as you can. The other day, Jeff Van Gundy was talking during the game and he was basically saying like, they need to shorten halftime. He's like, halftime's a waste of time. Give the guys like five minutes. He's like, nothing's happening in there. They go in there, they go to the bathroom, they grab a snack. Like it's, it's nothing. They don't that need. That sounds like a lot. They ch- check their phones. Uh, yeah, five minutes is actually not, not enough time for that. But he, he just basically said, he's like, he's like, the coaches aren't in there at the chalkboard. And then like you see in the movies at the whiteboard, like making adjustments. And Peyton Manning said this during the football season. He's like, there are no halftime adjustments. And Van Gundy said the same thing. He's like, if you're a good head coach, you're making adjustments in the game. Yeah. You're not standing there like, fuck, they're beating the shit out of us, but I got to wait till that buzzer says zero to change anything. Like, you're making adjustments on the fly. I, I've, I've seen Peyton talk about that because he's like, we hated Super Bowl halftimes. They're so Because they're long. in there so long. You if start, it's, if it's not you start a good getting musician, cold. Yeah. I get pissed because I'm like, fuck, I don't want to spend 45 mini, minutes watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who gives a fuck? Toronto have Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm it's not good, a fan. Good music. How do you feel about Rihanna's? Rihanna was all right. Rihanna's. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no chipper, but she's she's not she's not somebody that I listen to regularly. <laughs> I would entertain her music. I wouldn't immediately. I wonder. Just... I wonder what direction you're going to go this year for the halftime show. Well, if Chipper had it his way, it'd be like a Leonard Skinner tribute band. Covered with Alabama uh, Confederate flags everywhere. Hopefully, bad juju doesn't. That would be kind of nice. Speaking of Confederate flags, the car I parked next to in the back, 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 uh, the old Duke parking boys. lot has the old uh, Confederate flag across the moonroof. Duke's has there. You got to slide across it when you go down there. The I get my fat ass up there. I break that thing. No, you just slide across the hood. You slide across the moonroof. That's, you a, are, that's a, it's it. a very expensive Hellcat. I would feel bad if I did that. It's got a Confederate flag. I wouldn't feel bad about anything because the Confederates <laughs> lost. That guy's a fucking loser. He doesn't know history. So slide across <laughs> the car all day and then teach him a thing or two. Throw him a history book as you do it. Um, but I digress. Yeah. So I, I love the answer from Spolstra. Yeah, sure. I, I love when head coach, I've said this before, like Bill Belichick. I love when he's just a fucking dick. I love when guys give straight answers. And as I was saying about Van Gundy, is he's explaining what a halftime is because he used to be a head coach because we don't know what that is. So to me, that's no different than what Eric Spolster did. Eric Spolster is a head coach who understands game planning and philosophy and strategy. She is not. So he's just basically saying, like, you don't know what goes into this. And that's kind of like Jeff Van Gundy did that with halftimes, explaining to everybody, peeling back the curtain. That's kind of what Spolster did. But because he did it to a woman and he was a little aggressive, has to apologize. Bullshit. I hate the apologies you have to get. You know they're fake. You know they're written by PR people. The, he didn't mean his apology. He meant his answer. Sure. But he did not mean the apology. And I just, I wish we'd have to stop doing that. I Press conferences, as I said with Stefanski earlier, he's doing a press conference after every practice at minicamp. Who gives a fuck? Is anybody watching of, that? It's just part of their get, PR thing. You're getting a robotic answer. They're telling him what to <clears> say. He, you ask, I've seen it a million times. If a guy would ask like, you know, a a serious question about a player, like, you know, say hypothetically, Deshaun Watson's got more legal issues. And they're like, "Uh, Kevin, what do you think about these uh, stories coming out about Deshaun? He would just be like, well, you know, we're going to let the team handle it. It's a very just fucking political answer. It's boring. It's a waste of time. Right now, the media is a waste of time because you're not getting good answers. You're not getting any any good clips to use. Well, the the issue nowadays with the media is the fact that when you don't have people out there doing these these interviews or filling voids, or air t- 
occupy them with answers or even if they're robotic is that with the lack of response or answers get filled with rumors or made up stories or and it goes voided back to, shit. You know, people, it goes back to what you said in the beginning of the episode where you asked about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, to me, I didn't see the quote, so maybe I'm 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 off base because I'm speculating here. But it seems like he just answered a question. He's just fucking happy. Yeah. So he's like, I, I like Jim Schwartz. Like he's like a friend. Like things yeah. are going really well. And immediately because they that's a boring answer, a the media is like, yeah. he's talking shit about J Joe Woods, and they're yeah. trying to make that into a story, into a beef. When he's literally just trying to be honest. But you can't be honest anymore. And that's why these go they go out there and do these stupid interviews so they can fill yeah. the time. And that way people don't have time to make up their own side of the story. And sometimes. the other fucked up thing, too, that the media does is that you you burn bridges that way. Because now Miles Garrett's going to be cautious of what he says in the doesn't future. doesn't want to talk to you anymore. He said one thing where he was honest and, and trying to be himself. And you took it and spun it. So now he's going to look at that guy and be like, okay, next time you ask me a question, he's going to be like, well, we went out there. We played as a team. We lost as a team. We won as a team. Whatever. It's going to be very generic, very fucking basic answers. And it's shit. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. I want to hear that's the fucking untrained eye telling a woman or anybody. It could have been a man. I don't care. No, you said it the first time. I didn't time. mean to do that. Hey, yeah, when's the did. next women's summit? I need to watch that. I got to learn something. <laughs> you got to freshen up on your nice. I really do. Um, but no, it could have been anybody. It could have been a guy. I, I love when, like, uh, when male reporters get shit on. Like, even when Giannis, that guy asked him, like, was this season a failure? And Giannis went off and was like, no, he's like, if you if you do you get a promotion every year, do you do you make more money every year? If not, are you a failure? Like he's asking, like that, that was a good way to do it. I love that kind of shit when guys are very honest. emotional response, but a very good it response. Was. But the problem with that probably is I'm sure the Bucks PR team afterwards went up to him and said, You can't do that. You can't question a man's livelihood and his money and blah, blah, blah. And now next year Giannis is gonna have to come out and apologize and he's gonna be really nice to that guy, and there's gonna be a little fucking viral clip of him and that guy hugging or something stupid. Like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. This isn't Hallmark. This is real life. I want to see this shit. I want to see a guy get angry. I want to hear a, a, a mean answer. Um, old back in the day, old managers of like baseball would like swear and they're like, I don't fuck that guy. Like, I don't care about him. And they'd talk shit. I loved it. I love that kind of shit. <laughs> you need more of that in today's society. Instead, we're so fucking soft. And, and that's why Matt Reif is selling out Akron Civic and fucking that's Center, whatever back. it's called. <laughs> and that's to bring back. Because we're soft and we're stupid. So I mean, if you think about it, back when they show old highlights of like old basketball games, the coach interviews, like the notorious, like, you know, Allen Iverson practice comments, or when um, the dude Classic. from, the dude from, uh, by the way, it's not to get off against Squirrel. <laughs> you see that they have a, a, I don't know if it's 30 for 30 or something about the Larry Brown and Allen Iverson relationship. It's a show. It's like a four no, part, four or five part episode. I think it's going to be on, I think in Netflix or no Hulu. It's going to be like a five-part episode about we'll their, watch that for sure. their history of back and forth back in the day about, about the 90, no, 2000, was it 2001 finals? Yeah, that's where they went to the finals. The yeah, Lakers, so it's yeah. um ringless or something, they, they called it, or whatever, the ringless success or something like that. Yeah, I mean, because of how good they AI were that was year. the best player in the league, won the MVP. Yeah. They went to the finals. I forget of the Alan name Iverson. of it. I have to look it up and see, but no, it's it's they just, I saw, saw a preview before. It looks amazing. I'll check it out. I love Allen Iverson is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Uh, he's in my top three. It goes LeBron, Jordan, Allen Iverson yeah. in that order for me. But back to what um, I'm saying is like interviews back then, like Danny Green, remember for the Cardinals? I'm not, not a Kobe fan, to be honest. He's Danny even... Green with the Cardinals when he started yelling at reporters. Yeah, or, yeah, he, uh, or like the guy from... Um, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, exactly. And Jim Mora, playoffs. Exactly. <sighs> Stuff like that. that. Those are those are like the sound bits. And nowadays, you're right. You can't say anything without thinking you offended somebody. And yet, Tim, my personal favorite basketball players, Kobe's not even in the top 10. I was never a Kobe fan, to be honest. Not even in the top 10? No. Overall, as a player, he's definitely in the top 10. I'm not stupid, but in my favorites, I was never a Kobe fan because he... In black history, man. Because 
he beat Allen Iverson in the 2001 finals. And I was a Sixers fan. My brother was a Lakers fan. So I've always hated the Lakers because of that. Okay, well, I Shaq, I came around on because he came to Cleveland and he's just a fun dude. Kobe, on the other hand, he burns some bridges. Unattended. Um, I'm just not a fan. Never been a fan of Kobe. Did he burn bridges? No, but he burned. He burned uh, grass. But... <laughs> <laughs> he burned helicopters. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I was Oof. never, and he did. I mean, think of that shit he did in Colorado. That was kind of bad. Nowadays, you don't get away with that shit. Hey, hey his wife got a big ring from she that. She got a so. big oh, ring. Alleged. Yeah, you don't buy your wife that ring. If it he was, was he was Deshaun do. Watson before Deshaun Watson was around. He was worse than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> there was a there was like evidence and a whole fucking court case about that shit. Um, but yeah, no, Kobe was never one of my favorite players. I was just never a fan for some reason. Didn't do it for me. Um, and Kyle mentioned earlier about that car out there with the Confederate flag. So speaking of leagues that didn't allow black people, we're gonna talk golf. <laughs> <laughs> we transition into that that's how we do it the, the, that's the, a good segue the famous tiger woods quote you know he says i was went into clubhouses i wasn't allowed in so my two questions were where's the locker room or where, where's the where's the first hole and what's the re- course record and that's he got there and beat both of them i respect it i think it's horseshit that there there were leagues that like there were there were courses that like didn't allow women up until a few years ago like <laughs> yeah. golf is so fucking backwards that's why i'm coming in to shake it up Oh, the new golfer over here. Yeah, that's going to be, they're going to be using my silhouette soon for the fucking logo. Is that your form after you swing? Not even close. I'm okay. way jankier than that. My <laughs> legs aren't even bent. Like I'm all stiff and shit. It's weird. It's ugly. So the, the I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because I honestly, I, it caught me off guard yesterday. I think it caught the entire world off guard yesterday yeah. when this was announced because nobody fucking knew it. Like they know that when they first, I think they, when they first announced live break off and did their own, I think when they started talking, they were already talking about potentially moving them back together, you know, after like six months of this happening, then Alec, then the litigation shit started happening, but no, no one knew this was happening. No one knew the talks were going on behind the scenes. I think what accelerated this conversation was Phil Mickelson finishing second in the masters. Who's a live yep. golfer. And then last two weeks ago, uh, Kepka went out and won the PGA championship. Sure. Both did. live golfers. So there are two people who are not even part of the PGA tour coming in and winning your majors. So it's like, we got to We got to bring these people back. Yeah. I mean, I, you guys know me. Golf is not my thing. You know, everything about golf, this, I know how to be great at it. That's the only thing I know. Um, putt but putt does not count all seriousness. I know I'm bad at putt, putt. I'm, I suck at putting short game is my worst part of my game. Um, when I saw this break, I was like, this has to be talked about in the show. Cause this is huge in terms of just, the hypocrisy of the PGA in terms of the financial situation, in terms of their their hatred of the live tour last year. Yeah. Now you now you fast forward and emerging. There are everything they once hated and stood against, they now stand for and accepted because it's I love it. Um what makes me laugh about this is Jay Mahanahan or Mahaya Mahanahan, who's the like now the commissioner he's, or whatever. he's now the commissioner of the entire thing right now they've they've moved him into this like head role mm-hmm. not even a year ago he like invoked like 9-11 families to have comments about yeah. the live tour being out I there saw, are we going to backtrack that talk now because he's for, out for what it's worth i don't know much about golf or follow it but i saw i thought i heard today i could be wrong maybe you would know yeah. people are players are basically telling him they want him to step down like they're demanding his head basically they i'm want sure they out. are i haven't seen official anything official but it would make sense because they he went to every one of the big stars like Rory. He went to like um he went to Colin Morikawa. All these big guys who have, are big names in PGA Tour sure. and said 
stick with us. Don't go there. You know, you yeah. know, honor. I'm be sure with he us. talked mad shit about live. Absolutely. Said, like, and said, don't go there. And blood these, money. They're they, dirty Saudis. They like, figured out like John Rahm, all these other people who passed up these huge ass deals. Yeah. They figured out is like close to $2.1 billion of salary that these top six players in the PGA, like Which, Tiger, Tiger Woods, like 700 million. Yeah. Roy was 500. They offered Tiger a shitload yeah. of you. Him turning it down makes sense. He's above. He's above he, golf. He, right he has now. enough. He's fine. He's but all these players who some. said no, now it's like, oh, okay, so they have no chance of getting that payday now. Now you have these players who said yes, and they're right back where they started. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's fucked up. I mean, I've, I've, I, I hate when people I love do it, but I totally get it. Yeah. Be a sellout. Yeah. Be a fucking take, sellout. Take if the pay raise. Someone's offering you that kind of money. Like, don't get me wrong. I jokingly talked all that shit about Burt Kreischer and Matt Reif and all those guys in the beginning. But if someone's offering you that, that shit, that dude's worth five million dollars. Take now. it. Who Reif? Reif. Oh, I'm sure because especially when you when you tour, it's just like bands. That's where the money's at. Yeah. Your money comes from touring. Like bands don't get shit when they release a new album. The streams get paid p- pennies on the fucking album. Yeah. Like they get nothing. Touring is where they make money. So if you're gonna be a sellout and it's like, all right, well we could go play at the House of Blues, and I'm using Cleveland references if you're not familiar, we can go play at the House of Blues where they can hold a few hundred, or we can go play at the Agora where they hold a few thousand, and we think we can sell that out. You go play at the bigger venue yeah. where it sucks as a fan because I've seen bands that used to play at like little fucking dumpy bars where you could be a foot away from the stage, like basically like on stage with them, and now they've exploded to where you have to stand, you know hundreds of feet back you can barely see them you got to zoom in with your phone but kudos to them take that money if you're if you're becoming popular and you get offered this kind of shit take it be a sellout yeah and for the guys who left pga to go to live even though they were advised against it and threatened and all this shit happened they were they, they were, were like, told they would be banned they would not be welcome back in the pga tour and they still said go fuck yourself yeah then the pga tour went all right we fucked up you guys are allowed back for what was it the 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 not the masters, but the bigger. Well, the, so called? the majors, because the majors, majors PGA, the, the, yeah, the PGA has no um, ownership over the majors. The majors are their own entities. Basically. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. So they have no ownership over who can play in there. So that's why those guys were allowed to come Yeah, back. because golfers can earn like their playing cards. They, they win the right to play there. Like okay. depending on where they're ranked in the world or if they've won it in the past or how they've performed, they're allowed to come and play there. So and if it, it was an official PGA event, they were not allowed. Correct. But the majors, but the majors, the PGA doesn't so the four that. majors, they have the masters, you have the PGA championship you have the u.s open and you have the uh british open those are the four majors they can play in them because they're these golfers are their live affiliation correct so that's what they're saying is when kepka who's live won the pga championship two three weeks ago in rochester the one that i went to they're like shit he's not even a pga thing but he drew all this attendance and audience and won we probably should bring these guys back into the fold to get him back on the tour of all these other places here's the fucked up thing right so the leader the the person who sits on the board now is part of pif which is the conglomerate that brought all these together right okay they're all saudi 100% 100% Saudi backed. Yeah. $612 billion company, right? Literally just basically bought the PGA. So the entire golf organization as a whole is now backed by Saudi money. The one thing that everyone says, we'll never do that. But guess what? Show someone the money. Jerry Maguire, show me the money. And we just forget about it. It's it's similar to the WWE. Um, oh, yeah. And this isn't a squirrel thing, Tim. So don't even think about it. This is this is <laughs> this is officially connected. Um, but the WWE did the same thing. They started doing shows in Saudi, in Saudi Arabia. And um, at first, there were people that said, no fucking way yeah. am I ever going over there. Uh, Sami Zayn comes to mind. He said, I'm never going over there. Like, I'm against everything they stand for, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, Sami Zayn gets some popularity. Sami Zayn's now a, a top guy. And Sami Zayn's over in Saudi Arabia doing shows. So 
it just goes to show you that money talks. And again, I the way I look at it is they're getting their money from, you know, it's blood money, it's dirty money, et cetera. They're already getting that money though, whether you're there or not. You have no tr- factor in that money they're making. Yep. So if they're willing to give it to you, take it. You didn't kill anybody or do anything wrong. If they're giving you that money. They're going to have not, it regardless. It's not like they're out there and whole 15 beheading women in front of you while you're chipping up on the if green. If they're doing that, then A, they should pay you more. Yeah. And B, <laughs> you know, well, it is what it is. Like, you, we, every, again, same thing. You didn't kill anybody. Okay, I will go on the limit and say there's probably in, in these big these big media streams there's probably not clean money that exists anymore fuck no if any of you have watched the show the show succession i feel like that is a tamed down version of what really happens yeah. behind the and scenes. all the media all the media outlets i'm sure w the wwe money is oh tainted god yeah. a couple of weeks ago or, or months ago there was that story of vince mcmahon yeah they found all that money on the books the hush money he was paying millions people, of dollars yeah. to keep quiet because of shit he was doing um like, if we spent the time and Harvey fu- Weinstein, yeah. guys like that, look at these big movie productions who the only way they could get actresses or not the only way, but the only way an actress could get a job on these big movies is by fucking this fat, dirty, greasy producer. That's just how shit is. There's Can uh, we not talk about Tim like that. He's right next to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same. If you're going to fuck a sweat, a fat, sweaty uh, producer, you come to talking about balls and then. Probably the best role you're going to get is you're going to get a music video. You're going to get on talking about balls. That's all we can really offer. Or, you know, if, if you're not good at it and Tim gives you like a two out of 10, then you're not getting shit. We'll catch you on Friday night on. Oh, I wasn't even ready. I know. If you get a two out of 10 from Tim, that's where we send you. It's so, basically the Saudi Arabia of Redline Radio. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's good. So here's the real quick. I really am curious, and I, I might want to follow the money, but I'd be I'd be curious to see how many companies and how many things in the United States are backed or have some partial backing from a, some kind of Saudi Arabia backed money. I mean, it's no different. I guarantee than, that it's, it's far bigger than what we think it is. It's everything. We just got done talking about media companies, and you look at you know there was the Les Mundas or whatever with NBC or CBS. Yeah. He had his dirty scandal. The Harvey Weinstein. There's all these guys that got busted for this dirty shit. I read a book. Um, not that long ago, I forgot the name of it. It wasn't a very good book, but it was basically the real life story of succession. It was a family, oh, I think I called the, like the red, out of five or the red like stones or whatever the fuck they were called. I forgot their name, but the guy literally used to own like Viacom and all that shit. He was worth billions. He had so many different women that he would just pay off to like, try to fuck and do all this dirty shit with all the time. Cause that's, he had so much money. That's Did all he cared work? about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. He was old as shit. He was like in his seventies and eighties, like paying these women, like. And I'm talking, he had so much money. Like if you fucked him a couple of times, he's buying you a Malibu beach house. Like, here you go. He's paying for it for you. Like that's how much money this guy had. And it didn't man, even matter to man, him. Women have it easy nowadays. I tell they you. really do. You got to fuck one old guy. Like Jesus Christ. I did that in high school and I got nowhere. <laughs> except, except therapy in your older years. Yeah. This is, this is where I, this is where it led me. I didn't get a Malibu beach house. I got a studio with no internet. That's what happens when you fuck old men in high school when you're a dude. You live in a van down by the river. Tim, you like those callbacks, don't you? Just like him. <laughs> I can't help myself. I do. They're amazing. I can't help myself. So uh, here's the other. This I'll end this. My thoughts on this is I'm actually curious to see what stuff they merged together because some of the stuff the Live Tour did do, which is kind of cool, is they had like a team kind of atmosphere where people, guys would be on certain teams, mm-hmm. and then that based on how many wins you had throughout the season, your team could win like the overall thing for the year, and, and you get a nice payout, right? The other thing I'm excited to see if this if these 
purses and you know the overall payouts for these tournaments are going to increase now. Now that you have this big money backer, are they going to jump up? Like a typical should, tournament, like too. last weekend's tournament purse was like I think eight million at the Memorial. Nice chunk so, of change. Yeah, and that's divided amongst whatever top forty-five winners. But um, so is that? Does this mean is it going to be fifteen million, twenty million? It should be more than that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, the other thing too, though, is there were these guys that left to go to live and. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I never looked into it. So maybe you would know. Were they given basically guaranteed contracts to go there? Phil Mickelson was was given a $100 million signing bonus, like up front. Nothing. Just boom. Here's $100 million. Yeah. And then another $120 million on top of that to play. And in that's tournament. guaranteed now that that contract yep. is over after. Yep. Okay. That's what I was wondering if they were going to kind of negate those contracts because now they're going, well, now you're back with PGA. No. So your live contract is null and void. No. Or are they going to say you're still getting your money, but then that sucks for those other guys. There's going to be some fucking, there's jealousy, a couple guys dude. who recently just turned down live within the last, I'd say month um, oh, that, God, that said no to them because they wanted to stick it out with PGA. Now look what happened. And I heard, I don't know if this is true again, this is all like radio speculation yeah. shit that I heard yesterday when it happened is the PGA going to find, or are they going to find people? No, so I like did that I, left. I saw they're gonna find guys that left for live, but it's like I would tell you, go fuck yourself. Like I left, you bought our company. I you just I did hear someone talk about on like a morning show about maybe taxing them as they come back in or whatever because of whatever. But honestly, I think because I think the contract they're gonna run through 2023, so the rest of the year is gonna be none touched, right? Yeah, nothing's changing. And then going into next year's season, that's when they'll officially start the combination of everyone coming back in. Yeah, and they allow the players to reapply for the PGA card again or whatever tour they want to be on and then they'll be allowed back in and they can jump on a tournament with them they'll get rid of the separate live tournaments and they're going to incorporate some of the live stuff they did in some of the team play and some of the different tournaments they did too okay so i don't know about the taxing or finding them but yeah i would tell you go fuck yourself too yeah i would i'd be like you that's like you you work for the guardians and then you take a job with the cavaliers and then or vice versa. You work for the Cavaliers, you go work for the Guardians, and then Dan Gilbert buys the Guardians. And then he's right. like, you left to go to this company that I just bought. I'm going to find you. It's like, fuck you. Like, you can't do that. Right, exactly. I'm allowed to go work wherever the fuck I want. I, I think the biggest thing to this that makes me laugh is that nobody was told anything. Yeah, like it just, this, like, usually there's some smoke before yeah. a rumor like well, this comes out. Roy McIlroy, who sits on the policy board for PGA, like, he sits up there. He's pretty high. Yeah. You know, he's one of the, the baby faces of... <laughs> pga he wasn't even told any of this like nothing, nothing was even talked to or mentioned to him whatsoever which he, is fair he, because i think that they were probably worried about if you start asking guys like how do you feel about yeah this? they're gonna get the shit's pushback. gonna get out it's gonna it's gonna come out immediately and they were like this honestly i saw nothing and then all of a sudden just breaking news yeah. live in pga merge and i'm like what yeah yeah. I thought it was a joke at first. Yeah. I was like, there's no way the they amount would do of that. memes and jokes and short videos out there right now about this is fucking hilarious. Like, like the, the, the meme of the, Oh shit, poor people are here. Hide your money. Y'all like when Honestly, they're walking, live tours walking back in the PGA right now. I'm worried that the PGA suicide rate's going to go up from guys that turn down live. There are probably guys that are like, I could have had how many millions for doing nothing just to come right back, and they're all just gonna go home and fucking off. There's themselves. a there's a there's a, there's a photo of uh, Hideki Matsuyano, who's the one of the better players, right in PGA. He turned down a I think close to seven hundred million dollar contract with Live because he's the biggest, he's the most popular person in Asia. He's the only person sponsored by Shrixon, which is a huge. Um, golf logo, right? G golf like sponsorship. Like, so here's the thing: I just is filled up at Shixron today he, he, on my way he, in. That's where Tim got arrested. <laughs> he turned he turned down the contract. There was a photo of him over the weekend leaving the memorial, getting in line for Spirit Airlines. So someone took that photo and said, 
man, if he would have said yes, he could have bought Spirit <laughs> Airlines That's and true. flown. So it's just in these, some of these guys who are like all the money they left on the table by saying, I mean, no. that's, that's gotta be brutal. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it is what it is. That's business. Like, I, it's My, not like they're going to come Brooks, back and be like, Hey, we feel bad. We're going to give you meanwhile, free money. Meanwhile, Brooks Kepka over here holding like these hundreds of dollars, like talking to like, hello, can Johnny you hear me Manziel now? Money yeah. phones. It's, it's fucked up, but I'm curious to see what happens. I do think the guy who they promoted to, um, the head of it's going to probably be removed out of because they're probably going to be like, look, you can't fucking lead us. We can't trust you. Yeah. Makes so, sense. I'm, I, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm looking forward to the next PGA video game where there's going to be, you know, like uh, side missions where you get to behead people <laughs> yeah. and do shit like that. So that's going to be really We get fun. to tap for oil and then hold 12. It's going to be like Red Dead Redemption, but it's going to be golf. <laughs> like you could swing a club and then if there's a woman in the crowd, you can go you can fucking go whack her in the head and then you just go back to the game. You're cool. It doesn't matter. No cart chicks allowed anymore. Like her ankle's showing. Pow. Right in the fucking head with a putter. They can't, uh, no car girls because they can't drive cars. So that's true. I, I didn't even think about that. They're going to be covered up. They're not even going to be able to see. They're going to be driving the golf cart blind. <laughs> Uh, I look forward to it. Going to be fun. Should be exciting. Uh, anytime there's a uh, some blood money getting tossed around professionally for millions and billions You're of dollars, oh, I love it. This got my eyes going, and with my newfound uh, affection for for golf, this really really excited me when I saw the story. Yeah, we talked about it. It's the only golf, way we're getting golf incorporated into the show. Golf is bringing its way back in now. Yeah, to an extent. Fun things like this. Um, we don't have a picture for it because it just happened like an hour before we started, but I wanted to talk about it. I meant to do it when we talked basketball, but I forgot because that's who I am as a person. But wanted to talk about the Chris Paul situation. We talked briefly before the show started, Kyle, myself, and Tim. Uh, uh, Chris Paul was was uh, told today by the Phoenix Suns that he will be waived, which means he will be a free agent. He can go wherever the fuck he chooses. What are your guys' thoughts? And this isn't a, do you think he's coming to the Cavs type deal? I just No, mean, I think he, he needs to Where do you think he's going to end up? Please, no. He needs to retire. Yeah, I don't want him either. You think he's not retiring? There's no way he needs to. He's but joining LeBron. Go I, I do. I do think he will go to the Lakers. You're correct. But there's also the team down in Dallas that could use him too. And that was another thing I wanted to talk about that I forgot to put into the show this week. Oh, the I Kyrie meant to. Thing. The Kyrie comments of him trying to recruit LeBron oh, just shows you the craziness of Kyrie because a. <laughs> the Mavericks have nothing to give up to get LeBron James. They do. Still under contract. The, the Lakers ex asked for who exactly they wanted that deal. Luca. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want LeBron. All right, give us your best player. And that's not going to happen. The other funny thing, too, about this Kyrie situation, which we'll get back to Chris Paul, but Kyrie's not even under contract with them. He is a free agent. Yeah. So he is not even guaranteed to be on that roster. He's recruiting players to that Why team, wouldn't he try strange. to go get signed by the Lakers? Like, if you want to go play with LeBron, go to L.A. Right. It doesn't make any sense. I feel like, I feel like he, that's his plan, but he's doing this to save face. Because he got traded to Dallas, told everybody, just like he did with Boston, yeah. just like he did with the Cavaliers, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for the long like term, Brooklyn just like he did to Brooklyn. Yeah. He said it everywhere. So now he's doing that with, with Dallas. He's going, oh, no, no, I, I, let's get LeBron in. I want to win championships in Dallas. Then they're not going to get LeBron. And he can go, well, I wanted to stay, but they didn't improve the roster. I'll go sign with LeBron. I'm going to go play with LeBron in L.A. Um, just shows you how fucked up he is and how big of a cancer Kyrie still is. But that's that's a really weird thing to do when you're not even employed by that, that organization. A cancer. You don't? I don't think he's a cancer. I think he is. I think everywhere he goes, it just causes drama. He gets negative headlines. I, and he did it to himself. He has because made himself. He the world's flat. That's, that's not cool. No, it's the, the whole, you know, Jew thing. That was kind of bad. Um, was it? What did he say? He promoted a video that made Jews sound like horrible, horrible people. And like basically encouraged their um, Holocaust. 
things like that. Not great. Yeah, Tim, not look a, at the news. Not a good look. And also, I mean, just the other things that we don't even know, uh, the behind-the-scenes shit where James Harden fucking hated him when they were in Brooklyn. James like, Harden hates everybody. True, but I feel like there's some validity to it. I feel like that that nobody wanted hey, to join Tim's, him in Boston. Tim's wearing Kyrie's right now. I'm starting, so to, starting to get that vibe. Kyrie, nobody wanted to play with him in Boston. He goes to Brooklyn. He alienated himself. <laughs> And then they had to split everybody up. Nobody wanted to go with him again. He goes to Dallas. He's now trying to recruit people. Nobody, as soon as he got traded to Dallas, that one player was like, oh, fuck, I want to go play down there with that guy. It was, it was over. I just don't think he is a liked person. Um, and I don't think anybody's going to want to join him wherever he goes. He's going to have to do the joining. I, think I don't he- think there's anybody that's going to see him sign with the team and be like, I'm, I'm going to go where Kyrie goes. They're like, you can come play with me. I don't give a fuck, but I'm not going Kyrie anywhere is, with you. Kyrie uh, as a basketball player. Phenomenal is great. Phenomenal yep. is great. Kyrie as a let's talk politics and philosophy. Fucking batshit crazy. I think he should, he will sign with the Lakers because I think that'd be I'd be interested to see what that's like um, with those two back together again. But as far as back to your original question, I do think Chris Paul either goes to the Lakers or goes to Dallas. Those are the two I think he goes to. I mean, I think he's going to have his fair share, fair share of suitors. I think Chris Paul, albeit he is aging. He can still be a productive member of the he NBA. He can pass the ball. Yeah, so I could see him ending he up. I mean, be Udonis Haslam. <laughs> no, he could still get quality minutes. He still played pretty well. Uh, Udonis Haslam is definitely just a coach. His defense is there uh, anymore, but he can pass the ball. To be the first score? Who? What did you put money on to be the first score? Oh, of either game? Butler or uh, oh, the center. Bam out of bio? Yeah. It was Bam. Boom! Bam scored. Uh, he had a two-point shot. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, so a little live betting action right there, everybody. Um, but yeah, I think Chris Paul is going to end up on a contender. I think his dream is to win a championship before he retires and he's going to go to a team that he thinks can do that. And I think him playing with LeBron was supposed to happen years ago, uh, or I'm sorry, he was supposed to be a Laker years ago. I meant, I meant to say with Kobe, um, and the NBA negated that trade, kept in love with a three, my man. Um, but the NBA wouldn't let that trade happen. It was really fucked up situation. So he ended up with the Clippers and has never gotten a championship. That was a um, that was a bonus bet use, and it was a plus three thirty. So thirty three dollars coming back. Not bad. Um, so he will end up with a team. I think now that he has his pickings, it's coming to cash. This is where no, that ain't happening. It. This is a moment for a player to put your money where your mouth is, basically. And what I mean by that is, are you interested in winning a championship where you'll take a pay cut to go play with a team you think is a championship contender? Or is this a situation where you just say, fuck it, I'm getting one last paycheck. Yeah. I feel like Chris Paul has made more than enough money in the NBA. He's set for life and then some. Um, does he go to the Lakers? Does he go to Philly? Philly could use a point guard. Like there are Milwaukee. plenty of teams, Milwaukee, Boston. There are some teams I know out there. Chris that could Paul, use Milwaukee him. would be interesting. It'd be really nice. He would fit that team. He, he would play some fit good that defense. team. It would make, it would spread that floor a little but bit more. Drew too. Holiday, very good point guard yeah, for you them. Slide yeah. Drew over the two, though. No, yeah. No, you put Chris Paul off the bench. You make him run the second. You fucking game. hate Chris Paul, man. He is I don't. Damn. Hate Chris Paul. He is I in like, your Joel you like Kyrie. No, I hate Chris Paul. I don't hate Chris Paul. That's racist. I don't like how dirty Chris Paul is. He is dirty. But, um, I don't hate Chris Paul. Chris Paul is okay. He just he's done. Like go sit down. <laughs> no, I do think I do think at his age with his injury history, especially of late, him coming off the bench in limited minutes would make more sense for them. He is not a guy that should be getting thirty plus minutes a night. He is a guy that should be getting fifteen to maybe twenty at most off the bench. I agree with that. I think that would be a good fit for him in Milwaukee if he a came veteran, off the bench. Veteran off the bench, like Huge. I feel like that would be great for them. 
or even he they could use him as a Kevin Love type role where Kevin Love is a starter, but he gets limited minutes. Kevin mm-hmm. Love plays for six minutes and they take him off and you don't see him again till like the third quarter. Yeah. That could happen with Chris Paul. I could definitely see in a weird veteran situation. Um, but plenty of options. I do think he's going to end up being the starting point guard for the Lakers next year to play with LeBron James because that's been a dream of theirs. That's just a hunch, though. I'm yeah. just going with my gut. It's like a it. strong possibility. I agree with that. Yeah, that would be gun to my head. That's that's what I'm picking. It's coming to the Cavs, got it. My buddy did text me that. He he he's fucking wild. My buddy Bill, he texted me right before the show started. I didn't even get a chance to respond. He just goes, trade Garland for Jalen Brown, sign CP3. Not gonna happen, no. but I would love that. And I was like, I didn't even respond, but not don't do that. I don't want Jalen Brown. I don't want Jalen Brown. Guy can't dribble left. All right. You can dribble kinda right. Kinda. More he, so, more so right than left for sure. He looks good in a black mask, though. When he dunks, he gets concussions. Yeah, he's he does get fucking hurt on the weirdest shit that I've ever seen. It makes no sense to me. You're like, wait, he's not getting up from that? I don't understand. That. <laughs> it's weird. And then you'll see him take like a hard ass hit, and he pops right up. I don't understand. It. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, we have reached the point of the show where we're gonna do my first ever book report. Uh, again, as. As is we, it is it 500 characters double spaced? No, it's oh, it's going to be brief. It's going to be it's going to be filled with a lot of vulgarity. Um, but the the book is called Broad Street Tully: A Rust Belt Tragedy. Or I don't know if you Tully or Tully Tully like bully Tully. Uh, Broad Street Tully: A Rust Belt Tragedy from David Higgs. Higgins Higgs Higgs Higgs. Okay, You're fucking this all up already. I don't, his name's not on the front. I don't fucking know. Doing it live. I needed to see it. I, I forgot his name. Oh, it's on there. Uh, uh, Chipper tagged him. So David Higgs wrote this book. Again, a, a bowling friend of Kyle and Chipper. A uh, friend of... Um, friend of show. Friend of Unscripted. He's never been on our show That's yet. True. Um, but I love reading. I'm a fan of books. And again, Chipper brought the show to me, or this book to me, a long time ago. And he said, you know, my friend wrote this book. Would you mind checking it out? Uh, he wants to do chapter for chapter. That didn't end up happening. But... I'm a man of my word. I do like literature. So I said, I will read this book on my own. So when it went available for Amazon, I thought I'll support somebody. And I bought the book. It's it's like 10 bucks. Check it out. Look it up on Amazon. It's it's a it's a long book, too. You get your money's worth. I've seen books that are like 120 pages go for much more than this. And this book was, uh, I forgot how many pages, but I want to say like maybe like 300. There's quite a bit of uh, pages in it. Um, the book, long story short, is about a guy, Tully McGinty. He is a when he was in high school, he was the man. He was a big offensive lineman blocking the, the the quarterback's blind side. He was big, muscular. Chicks liked him. You know, he's getting laid left and right. Um, long. I, I, won't, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but knocks up a chick in high school and is a dad at the ripe age of 16, 17 years old. And that changed his life entirely for what could have been a guy going to college playing football. He is now a dad and the parents of the girl he knocked up are like, you're going to marry her at 18. Like you're, this is your life now. So he went into work at a steel factory called triple Q. Uh, it was the abbreviation. I forgot what the actual name of it was, but he worked at a steel factory, very similar to the work that I do. They take steel coils. His job was to grab them and stack them up. And he loved to drink. He was a loud mouth. He was ignorant because he didn't, get that education. He was just kind of stupid. Um, again, Kinda love like to drink do. fucked up. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with words. Uh, I have a way with words. A little good with words. I, I speak good English. I speak good American. Um, but yeah, so Tully McGinty was a bit of a dummy and liked to drink, liked to work though, worked hard, set records at his company was a hard worker known for that. 
um, but was also known for being a bit of a fuck up. Lived in a shithole with his wife. They had a couple of kids. His wife hated him. His kids hated him. Well, one kid, at least, the first one. Um, and the story starts off with Tully deciding he wants to do what I decided to do when it went legal in Ohio. His, of course, takes place in the late 90s where it was not legal in Ohio. You had to find a bookie to make your football bets. Oh. And he de- he decides to find his old high school buddy and Mario, I forgot his last name, who was the leader of a Cleveland mafia organization who was the quarterback of his high school football team and is now running a, a mob. And he goes to him and asks for a bit of a loan to make some football bets and decides to make his bets. And only Tully McGinty, a guy with horrible luck, could go over that weekend. Oh. And he decides to double down, even though he's told not to. And he finds another bookie and lies and says, oh, yeah, Mario gave me the okay that you'll give me this line of credit so I can make oh, more bets. Notorious. I feel like we're watching rounders now. And goes over again. And he finds himself in a thousands of dollars hole to the mob. And it does not go well when they start wanting to collect and, and work out things. And basically it teaches you that the mob, they're not your friends and they go fuck yourself. I don't care if you have to pay for your daughters, this and that. Fuck you. You owe me money. And life just goes really downhill for Tilly. Um, every time you think he's going to make the right decision and turn his life around, he finds a way to fuck it up even more. I don't want to go into too much, too many details because it'll spoil everything that happens in the book. But basically there is, no redeeming qualities of this character. Really? He is the worst person I've ever There's read no about. Story in the book. Arc for him? Just somewhat. I don't want to spoil okay, anything. Right. There, there is. I have the so, book at home. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. So there, there is a bit of a story arc. At home too. Uh, do you really? Yeah. No shit. I produced the show he was on. Oh, oh, he gave you a copy. Oh, that's right. I saw the picture of him like signing copies of it. That's awesome, dude. Check it out for sure. Um, so many Cleveland references. That's the one really cool thing about the book is again, not only is it, it takes place with the guy working in a factory. Uh, but there's all Cleveland references, more so Illyria, but I'm not too familiar with the area, but I know like the main references they talk about. Um, so it is cool to hear him talk about the gun because back then it was the gun arena back in 99. So Tully McGinty is a scumbag. He is a fucking degenerate. He's a bum. He's a loser. He is a guy that I'm not going to lie. Every chapter, I just wanted him to get murdered. I was just, he, he, he becomes so fucking just annoying to you that you're just like, God damn it. Just let this guy die already. Um, but it, it is interesting. Just the, seeing a guy that consistently fucks up like that is entertaining as shit. Um, I really enjoyed the book. I, I I didn't rate it on the on my internet or on Instagram the other day because I wanted to wait for the show specifically, which was driving Chipper mad. Uh, Chipper's been long asleep now. He'll have to watch this in the morning. But overall, I I like to do. I started when I started reading books and posting about them on Instagram. I called it the beer drinking book club just as a joke. So the way I do it is I rate them. However many beers out of five. Uh, for Tully, Broad Street Tully, I give it a four out of five. I really nice. liked it. Uh, it was very good. Uh, again, with the references, that really helped with the the, the correlation to the, the the type of work that he did and, and the work that I do. I was like, okay, I know exactly what they're talking about. The the 32-inch machine that he works at. I'm like, okay, we have we don't have a 32-inch. We have a 20-inch, 24-inch. I know what so these machines relatable. are. Very relatable for me. Like I, It was very easy to understand. Um my only gripes, though, that I had, and I made a post about it on the internet, and Kyle saw it. Um, English, the English language of is not an acceptable uh, example or acceptable substitution for have. Never has been, never was. If you say could have, it's not could of, it's could have apostrophe, could apostrophe VH. It's, VE. Or VE. What did I say? VH. I don't even know what I was thinking. <laughs> 
I'm good at the English language. He's good. He's I'm good, good at the English language. I'm not. I'm not good at the alphabet. Um, I got ahead of myself talking there because I was thinking of um, another issue I had. He Cedar, who lives in glass house shall Cedar, not cast stones. I've never once typed could of in my life or would of, and I never would in my life. Um, I know how to spell that. When I'm typing, I know how to spell it. When I'm saying it out loud, apparently I don't. Um, and another one that irritated me was Cedar Point wasn't capitalized when it was in there multiple times. Thought the first time I saw it, just a, just a mishap, whatever. Multiple times, not capitalized. Oh, name of a place. Yeah. Name of a Cedar name of, and point should mean yeah. both C that and the P mean, need to be yeah. capitalized. But yeah, so that, that's my big gripe. Kyle knows that I I hate when people put of instead of have. <laughs> I get it's, passes half the time because I fuck up a lot. But Kyle I, was it dialogue though? <laughs> yes, I think I think it, actually not all the time. I don't remember. If there, it's it in dialogue, it doesn't have to be capitalized. I don't think if it's like in quotations. Well, Cedar Point has to be. No, Cedar Point needs to be capitalized, capitalized at all times. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the could of. I still think you still have to stay. You still have to do but what apostrophe if it's, what if it's, what, that's I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's still just not even English. Like you can't write it out. Like <laughs> just because a word sounds a way, you can't just spell it how you want to spell it because of how it might sound when someone says it. Um, but four out of five, huh? Yeah, four to five. Editor, that's, that's exactly how I looked at it. Yeah. Is somebody somebody miss overlooked it? It happens. It is what it is. Again, very good book though. I just I'm petty. I when I find something that, again, I saw it once the book and I was like whatever. And then I kept reading, saw it again. And that's when I was like, making a note. I'm making a note about this. When I see something multiple times, that is becomes a habit. That is not an error. And uh, that was the only issue I had, obviously. It just, I will give it a read now because I have petty. it at home. I just haven't picked it up and read it yet. Very petty of me to, to have that gripe. But that's if that's the only complaint that I have, and that means you wrote a good book. I had no issues with the good story. Good job, Dave. No issues with the characters, nothing like that. Again, prior strongest critic here. By the way, I made so. I made a post about finishing the book and how I was going to do the review tonight and Chipper tagged Dave in the post. I'm not friends with Dave on Facebook, but Dave saw it and Dave commented and said, I'm glad you found Tully as deplorable as I tried to make him because I put on there that he is probably the most hateable character I've ever read about. And he nailed it because that guy, you just again, I found myself multiple times being like, I hope they kill him in this chapter. Or I hope somebody murders him. And you're like, ah, fuck, he survived to the next chapter. Let's see what happens. And then, Did he survive to the end? That's to be determined. Okay. That's for you to read and find out. Because uh, let's just say when you go into debt <laughs> with the mob and you start fucking around with any extra money you have instead of paying them, they don't like that too much. So we'll see what happens. You guys read the book, though. Uh, Broad Street Tully, A Rust Belt Tragedy by David Higgs. Check it out. It's on Amazon. He's got a website, I think, too. Just Google it. You'll find it. Um, but definitely check it out and read that book. And uh, that's it. So I wanted to do my first book review on here. Shout out to Dave, friend of Redline Radio. And with that being said, we have reached the end of the show. We don't have to be as punctual tonight because there is no what's up in the 216. But we are looking to get our boy Timbuktu the fuck out of here so we can go home and rest and charge up because he's got a big day for the culture tomorrow on Thursdays at Redline Radio. So we're going to let him start us up. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Sequoia and do some comedy tonight if I can make it, hopefully. Well, let's get Tim the fuck out of here so he can make that comedy show and do a set. He made me look like a dick. I'm talking about him going home and get some rest. And he said, fuck you, I'm going out. So... You do what you want to do, young fella. I'm not here to tell you anything. I'm just trying to make sure you're well-rested because I love you, Tim. I'm worried about you. Well, technically, this show is a dick. So uh, making you look like something that you... Uh, also true. You actually were the head of a dick for most of the show. I was. I was. Middle. I was the tip. And now here's my tip. Um, of course, it's a comedy show. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who saw this coming? Right, this Monday, uh, you know, June 12th, um, we will be... Is that this one? Yes, June 12th, we Sounds will right. be doing... A Lex Vegas is presenting spaced out comedy. Uh, if you know Lex Vegas, you know he loves to laugh and you know he has some funny friends. And he is 
doing a uh cooperation or how do you say it? collaboration collaboration with stream space stream space usually does music artists uh, in cleveland um but he's been wanting to get into uh the comedy world and of course who do you link up with lex vegas um so lex said you know what we can do this but if we're gonna do it i'm bringing team vegas for the first show so of course it's gonna be myself Key Silly and Church Boy. It's going to be a live stream. As you see, we have our cash apps up here because we are asking you to donate to us, man. We're doing this show. It is absolutely- oh, that's what that is. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, we do. It's an absolutely free show. However, you know we are local comedians, and if you want to keep supporting us, if you want us to be able to still make it to every show, if you want us to be able to drive to you, I need some gas money. Please help me out. You know what I'm saying? I gotta use this brain to think about jokes. So help my brain be happy and show me a couple dollars. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna give you a couple laughs, couple dollars. I feel like it's worth it. If you will pay a hundred dollars to see Mike Matt Rafe. Yeah, Mike, um, Matt, who gives a fuck? <laughs> His name's not important. He's got abs, though. You, I got abs. Yeah, they're under there somewhere. He's got them. <laughs> Everybody. Abs. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. We're about to get kicked off the show. because They thought those were women's titties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just as big and probably just as soft. And you can suck them, too. So just go ahead. It's an extra charge. Um, right. <laughs> get into stream state. I'm um, sorry. Uh, log on to stream space. Um, through YouTube, just go to their uh, their page Monday. I believe it's at seven o'clock because I, I don't even see a time on here. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> that sometimes helps. He'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> I believe it's seven o'clock. It's seven or eight. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Um, but we, you know, we gonna shut it down for y'all, man. So just give us a watch. This is the reason why we don't have a Monday show here. <laughs> yeah, that actually comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a good time, man. That's awesome. Definitely check that out. I will be. I, I fly out from Myrtle Beach on Friday, so I won't be in, in the state. But uh, go check out Tim. Support Tim in that show and Lex and everybody with Redline. Uh, it's going to be a good time. You're going to laugh. Give Tim that gas money. To watch it. It's on YouTube. Oh, there will you it? Yeah, there you go. Oh, hell yeah. Watch on YouTube. Log, log Donate that space. man a dollar for his titty juice. Do that. Yeah. I, I might have to nice go. Comedy show he needs money for gas, and he might need somebody to pump his gas so he doesn't get arrested. Don't rub too hard, Kyle. Yeah, come on. We're getting getting too close come to the on, edge. Kyle. You're edging Tim go right Tim. now. Go, Tim. Go, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> we got it in. We got it in. All right. My tip to go from that tip of that juicy tip to my tip. Um, show called Fubar. Um, it is new on Netflix. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if it's a re- I haven't looked to see if it's real or not, but I, I guess Schwarzenegger's now the uh, certified action. Yeah, with Netflix. Um, Netflix. So I, I thought it was like a joke when I saw the commercial. No, they gave him a huge contract, and that's why they have his documentary just came out today. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll probably watch that. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I've always sure. been a fan. Of, I've well. always been a fan of Arnold. He, you know, he does some weird movies, but he does some ones. And his comedy, he's when he tries to be funny, he actually is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this one, it's it's a comedy. It's an action comedy. Uh, the cast is pretty cool. Um, you saw Maverick. You know the girl Maverick. She's his daughter in this show. The the woman in. Oh the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm, mm, now is, is Fubar like a name? Is that his name? No, no, Fubar. It's just uh, fucked up beyond all recognition. Oh, okay, it's using yeah. like yeah. military. It's all okay, fucked Fubar, gotcha. right? That makes sense. I was so, wondering what the hell it meant. <laughs> so it sounds like Fupa. Yeah, Fupa. <laughs> but so the basis, so the story is, and right from episode one, it kind of gives you like the oh shit, and you know what's going to happen. So he's a CIA agent, of course he is. Um, been in the service for forty some years. Uh, kept a secret 
secret from his wife, his daughter, and his son, right? Um, they never knew what he was doing. His cover was he was a weight salesman, like he did fitness equipment. So it's meet the parents? Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. Um, but then at the end of episode, the only twist is at the end of episode one, he he ends up finding out he has to go back and he's retiring, but he has to get called back to go pull someone out to extract them. And the person ends up being his daughter and okay. now kicks off the show basically of a what the fuck. It's a nice little plot twist. Nice twist. I thought it was a good twist. Uh, but the rest of the show is just them working kind of together, the ups and downs, the ins and outs of the relationship. Um, real funny. Like, I, I, I'm not going to spoil it, but he's he uses the word cuckold wrong for the first episode. And it's I'm into that. real bad. And and the guy, even the guy's like, you're going to be really upset when you Google that later. Tonight. <laughs> and then the next morning he comes and he's like, so I Google that. I owe you an apology. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's worth the watch. It's eight episodes. I do believe they did renew it for a second season because the end of the season one is kind of like, what the fuck? Like kind of ends it like that. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's worth watching. Uh, I think they're 45 minute episodes or hour long episodes. Um, but yeah, give it a watch. If you like action, if you like funny things, it, it's worth a watch. Definitely going to check that out. Um, speaking of funny things on Netflix, my tip this week is one that I think I've already done before for the show. Like when we first started, because I wanted everybody to watch it. Um, but a new season has just come out. My tip this week is for the Tim Robinson sketch show called I Think You Should Leave on Netflix exclusively. I still have to, I have to watch uh, this. I wouldn't watch season, I don't remember you saying this one. I feel like I did, but maybe I didn't. But uh, the picture was different that I used for the thing, so maybe that's why. But either way, it's called I Think You Should Leave. It's a sketch show. Tim Robinson, I think, is fucking hysterical. He used to work for SNL. He is a an improv guy, like worked with Second Street in Chicago. Like He does improv shows. And... Worked with SNL for a season or two. He was a writer and was in some sketches. Um, he was in a very famous one with Jason Sudeikis where they make fun of the NBC basketball theme. The Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Basketball. Really fucking funny guy. Um, and then he came up with the show, I think you should leave a few years ago on Netflix, and it is now season three. In my opinion, if I'm ranking them, I've only watched season three all the way through twice so far. It came out last week. I have a problem um they're, they're quick it's like six episodes each episode is less than 20 minutes you can rip through it in an evening honestly um but twice you, the first time wasn't enough no you you catch multiple jokes you have to watch the show multiple times trust me it gets funnier every time you watch some some of the skits um so as of right now if i'm ranking them season two is the best season that they've ever done it's it's phenomenal untouchable uh season one would probably be my number two and then season three would be third place but that's early so is so, this like a key and peel type thing where they have like different skits throughout the Yeah, each episode's probably got three, four, five totally different skits. And the stories don't intertwine, it's just separate skits, right? There's a couple that might, but for the most part, no. Okay, you're right. he's a different character in every one, totally different thing. Um, the show is fucking hysterical though. He gets great guests on it, like Will Forte's in a bunch of episodes. Tim Meadows is in an episode this season. Um, just there's people you'd recognize. I have to like, watch it. It's it's great. Again, season two is my favorite. By far, it's phenomenal. Season three has been, it was really good. And I, I watched a couple skits today. There's one, uh, I do i do a quote at the end of every episode and I was going to do one from an episode that is fucking hysterical, but it is really long and I feel like I would fuck it up and it would just, it would be funny to me and nobody else would get it. So I just decided to not do it tonight, but it involves, let me just say 55 burgers. I'll start with that. And if you have any idea what that is after you watch the show. Oh, know, I saw that skit. It's so I fucking funny. Skit. Um. I love the show, so check it out. Uh, I, I think he deserves a fourth season. Like, I want the show to keep going forever. I think Tim Robinson is fucking hysterical. So check it out. Uh, watch it on Netflix. I think you should leave season three. And with that being said, we have reached the end of the show. Anything else you guys want to say? Uh, good? No. All right, everyone's all good.
If I win some money tonight, that's all I got. That's the goal. On behalf of talking about balls, listen to JG. On behalf of talking about balls, back away, banana breath. What the hell did you just see? A banana? See everybody.